from the creators of Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, August 29th, 2014, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by BarkBox. BarkBox is a monthly box of treats, toys, and goodies that'll drive your pup bonkers, delivered right to your door. And they're offering 20% off for Relevant Podcast listeners. They, they sent us a couple BarkBoxes this week. My and dog loves Did it them. drive y'all's pups bonkers absolutely eddie yeah kalia loves her bark box kalia's our dog we didn't kalia, name, isn't that the name of a disease we didn't we didn't name her she came with that name okay she, she, uh, it doesn't matter but anyhow she uh yes yeah, she you, know you can change it no no, yeah, no she was it, it, there's no legal process for a dog <laughs> she was two years old when we got her and it kind of just felt like you know what you dance with the one that brought you it felt like we had been she had been in it too long you know okay. anyway so she loved it she freaked out and so did the kids they loved the dog toys just the whole family. Each, each monthly BarkBox contains four to six awesome full-size products, including everything from innovative toys and gadgets to all-natural healthy treats and more. BarkBox is also committed to the cause of homeless dogs. As a rule, they give 10% of their revenue to local rescues and shelters across the U.S. and Canada and have given more than 150000 to pups in need already. All treats are sourced from North America, and the edible products are healthy. They don't have all that bad stuff. Uh, BarkBox would never send anything that hasn't been tested by paw by their office pups. So go to BarkBox.com slash relevant for 20% off your first box. Here with me in Orlando studios, Eddie Pop Pop Coffelt. Good to see you, Cameron. And uh, over there, our listeners producer, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. Who's feeling better this week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Revived. For the most part. So people know. So people know. uh, Last week, we were working on the studio. Setting up some new things, trying to get some video things working. This week, on the television that we're looking at on the Skype line from Loveland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. You are looking fantastic today, my friend. Thank you. Oh, is that a thing? And over there on the uh, Skype line from Portland, Oregon, (laughs) Joy Egrich. Hello. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we got to really figure out if we're going to do a motion now with our. I think typical... I think I was I was considering a bow like one of these. Jesse just did a little tip of the hat, a little tip of it. <laughs> um, so so we're not fully up and running for the the new video podcast thing that we're working on. Uh, Sean is not here this week. Uh, number one, uh, but number two, uh, we're not. Yeah, we're we're close. We're close. So this is part of the process. We're figuring out the tech. We're refining the studio. We're getting the cameras on point. And Wait, so the video's not working yet? No, no, no. We're we're live to tape right now. We are we're taping this, but I'm just saying there's a few more camera angles we're gonna add. There's uh, the ability that you guys on the Skype line will be able to see all like six or eight cameras instead of just the studio. We're getting a video toaster so we can do like uh, cool like sparkle dissolves and stuff. <laughs> so, so we're doing a lot Star of light. we're doing a lot of fun <laughs> stuff. Uh, it's it, a lot of new toys, a lot of new software. We're working out the kinks, and so by next week's show, we should be kind of like a hundred percent, like running, running the full thing. Chad's over there live switching; he's doing things. So he gave me because he's now focusing a little bit more on the video. He gave me a soundboard that I can play, I can control the audio clips and stuff that we're doing as we go through the show. Huh. So I have a whole new thing. I can. Oh boy! I can. Yeah. 
Wow. Here he goes. Come on, come on. He's already started. Yeah. Sunshine. This is like on a Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, I can do. You give a man a little <laughs> bit of control. I can Cameron, do. You, please tell me you have like, it is going to be like morning radio show. Like oh, there's yeah. a random say what? Yeah, I got, I got a, I got a little, little, little drum roll. I get, I got a. We're going to need to tighten that one. Uh, yeah, I got, a, I got this. <laughs> yeah. I got a, I got the crowd stuff going on, you know, because Seinfeld and a lot of the shows they bring, you know, a lot of crowd oohs and ahs, a little like studio applause. That's like the five people that are watching us live right now. <laughs> yeah, and he's uh, oh. crowd saying, oh. "Oh, yeah." What in the world? <laughs> crowd laughing. Yeah. Cameron, can I give you a little production tip just from my experience listening to these Please. types yes. of things? Yes. Yes. It's that, uh, you know, some people would say use your strength and, and you know, it packs more punch, right. less is more. Right. I disagree. No, no, no. Right. I think the more uh, intrusive sound effects, the better. It's been- <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> That was actually a live trumpet player. He was, that wasn't <laughs> on the corner. Just yeah. off you didn't camera. See him. Yeah, he's just off camera. So, we so, hired him too. So that's what I'm saying. We're still working out all the bugs. Chad's giving me some audio tools. He's he's doing the video stuff over there. We can see you guys, which is the first time we've ever done that, which is terrifying. Weird. Yeah. Speaking of seeing us, Cameron, can you have you noticed anything about me and Eddie? Uh both wearing white shirts. Yeah. And he's wearing and glasses. <laughs> I tried to get a pretty good text string together last night. I had the four of them on it. I had Joy because I forgot. She, or I'm sorry, I had Shauna because I forgot she was on it. And I was like, hey, let's all like wear the same thing tomorrow on the show because it'd be really funny. And I thought, you know, oh, we're all wear chambray. But then I didn't think anybody, everybody had that. Are you? Do you have your effects board ready? Uh, yeah. I didn't think anybody had the. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Is that what you're looking for? I don't, uh, know. I don't know what we're doing. And then and then it got to like, oh, well, we're white shirts. And then Chad and Jesse never. Uh, I assume because they're both employees of the company and wanted to keep a job. They never really participated, but Joy and I were like... This uh, this is the worst. I, 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 I can barely. <laughs> Eddie is moments away from snatching that iPad. I'm just like, all right, you've lost that privilege. <laughs> that, yeah, that lasted about a minute and a half into the first time. Right, that was like switching Eve from a sippy cup to a real cup. We had ten minutes of that, and then we're right back at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we uh yeah. So we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to Dan Hasseltine, lead singer of Jars of Clay. This is a big month for them. It's their 20th anniversary of Jars of Clay um, releasing their first album. And they have a new album coming out called 20. So we talked to Dan about that. It's on the drop right now. You can stream it. Yeah. There it's you amazing. Go. The, the drop at relevantmagazine.com. Uh, speaking of anniversaries in August, it's the nine year anniversary of this show. We really? started in August of 2005. And uh, it just kind of came and went. We didn't even notice. And we're on like episode like 404. Our yeah. 400th episode just happened and we didn't even notice. I, I kind of feel like, I, I kind of feel like nine, it's it's certainly notable, but I feel like it, it, everyone's just more excited. You just get more excited about 10. Yeah. Well, you know I mean? we, got, we got 11 and a half months to do something, get something ready for 10. We we'll probably wait till that last half month to start planning. <laughs> <laughs> that, means, that means we have 11 and a half months, so we have to start planning something. But seriously, if you had looked back, like when the show started at this whole thing, it, like just TVs everywhere and multiple people Skyping in and fancy it only took nine years. But I mean, it, you could have never. Forever. Would you have imagined that, that this was going to happen then? I. 
Well, I mean, the f- I mean, Jesse, you were there after like episode ten. I love right? Jesse's yeah. first episodes. Yeah. Um, I I refuse to listen to anything. They are pretty awkward. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's not awkward. It's just you. You've said he like didn't know he could be funny. Yeah. So like, in the, he's be like to be an, an yeah, adult. Yeah. He'd be like, "Hello, I am Jesse Carroll." It's very like formal. <laughs> very okay, kind so of so I'm like 22 and, and and think I have to do something serious. I have no context for this. Like, <laughs> there are did. there are like four con- there are four podcasts in existence at that point, and they're it's all from like NPR. Yeah, <laughs> iTunes, when they launched their podcast section, we were like, yeah. hey, we should do one of those. And when, here's how few podcasts were in the world. We launched this thing and we were in the top 20 uh, yeah. in the world. <laughs> yeah. like, but just by default. Yeah, because there weren't that many. <laughs> Right. The yeah. first episodes were actually you had to get them through Napster and then LimeWire. That's <laughs> that's how you had to get the early yeah, podcast. Somehow they were actually illegal, even though we wanted people to download. <laughs> right. Like, Our podcast, like a lot of people got sued just for downloading. Our yeah. podcast was the major source of malware in um, in in Asia. So yeah. yeah, but yeah, Jesse, you've been along for most of the ride. I mean, ten episodes in, you joined, and then you went away for like a year, right? Yeah. And uh, and then we were like, yeah, we don't like doing this without you, and. Uh, you came back. Yeah. It, it, and, it, you know, even though, you know, there's been a couple different uh, uh, cast members on and off, I feel like we've managed to keep the 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 same vibe. And, it, you know, it's it's evolved, certainly, you know, production wise. But I feel like we were able to keep the same spirit to it, which has been fun. Well, the first couple of years we had a produ- uh, producer, Flynn Atkins uh, from the hip hop group L.A. Symphony. He, he moved out to Orlando and, and helped us get the show to the next level. And then he went away and then uh, went back to L.A. And then he didn't, like, die or anything. And then um, <laughs> yeah. I, I edited the show and I almost died for a year or two. And then, uh, thank God, Chad Michael Snavely came across our path five years ago. Dude, yeah. your five-year anniversary yeah. is next month. That's right. I've been around irrelevant one-fourth of the amount of time that Jars of Clay has been in, in existence. That's, <laughs> that's how I like to gauge yeah. these things. Yeah. So Five-year run, and this show has only gotten better and better, and now this next era is starting. I mean, this next era with making this a video studio, uh, adding the YouTube stuff, and uh, hopefully we'll figure out what we're doing by our 10th anniversary. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Yeah, so George Clay, coming up later. Well, listen, um, this is a big week. It's, it's, it's award season. It's award season, award shows. This week we had two of them, back-to-back, the VMAs uh, and, and then the Emmys. The Emmys were on Monday for the first time yeah. ever because the VMAs bumped them, kind of. Yeah, I didn't watch. That's, that's, did you watch? I didn't watch VMAs, did you? Yeah, I watched the VMAs. How were they? Um, I, uh, they were filthy, of course. That's why I didn't like, did you feel, did you feel a little bit like, like Chris Hansen was going to bust in your door while you're watching the VMAs? Like you're just a little too old for it. Like not just you're outside the demographic. I had friends over. I wasn't sitting there in a dark room watching it by myself. No, no. I'm just saying like, not just that, that I'm no longer in the MTV VMA demographic. It's like, I feel like a little weird just kind of sitting here observing this. Yeah, yeah. So, well, listen, because so we don't have to observe it. We have sent to LA our celebrity correspondent to cover the award shows for us. Still there a week later. It is time for Celebrity News. Celebrity News. Celebrity News from the Red Carpet. Tyler Huckabee uh, joining us live from Los Angeles. Are you there, Tyler? Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> hey, welcome to the show. Hey, I, I am live on the red carpet of the Emmys right now. 
Um, I, I did not technically have media access, so I have hidden myself in a trash can. And I talked, to, <laughs> I talked true detective star Woody Harrelson into setting me down here next to the entrance to the auditorium. So now I am just waiting for my all clear to get out of here. <laughs> to get out of there and sneak onto Hugh Jackman's boat where there's a good big party going on. Well, Tyler, <laughs> I, I, being there hiding on the red carpet uh, at, at all the award shows in L.A. this week, I'm sure you've gotten a lot of buzz, a lot of scuttlebutt, a lot of the happenings. Uh, why don't you give us, give us the lowdown of what's going on in celebrity news this week? Oh, Cameron, where to begin? The stars, the speeches, the security who didn't know I was coming. I observed TV's biggest night from inside a trash can, and it sounded like the glitz and glamour was palpable. Did Breaking Bad white out the competition? Oh, oh God. Will another, will another snub for John Hamm make him a madman? How did security figure out my press pass was just a library card? <laughs> the answers to this and so much more would be much easier to find if my phone hadn't died three days ago. <laughs> Fashion Corner. From what I can see, every star has shown up with this season's must-have fashion accessory, shoes. <laughs> From Louis Vuitton to Ralph Lauren to... To this black New Balance sneaker on my head, there are definitely <laughs> shoes on the red carpet this year. <laughs> At one point, outside my people, I saw a pair of feet that could very well have belonged to Orange is the New Black breakout star Taylor Schilling. <laughs> she may have held audiences captive Aww. with her arresting performance, <laughs> but will she get enough votes to impeach Veep star Julia Louise Dreyfus? Were they even nominated in the same category? Were those really her feet? The only way we can know for sure is if someone out there throws away a copy of Entertainment Weekly so I can check. <laughs> and now it's time for a segment called What Can We Learn About the Emmys from This Program Someone Threw Away? Um, okay, this is a Quiznos okay. takeout menu. So this has been what can we learn about the Emmys from this program someone threw away. Speaking of new segments, hey, what's up with Taylor Lautner? Oh, our favorite. Classic. If anyone sees him, ask him if he knows what the Wi-Fi password to the Emmys is. This has been, hey, what's up with Taylor Lautner? Well, the garbage truck is hauling me off to the dump. So that's all for this week. May the best stars have one. Hopefully, guys. Thanks, Tyler. Wow. That was great. What, what a lot of people don't know is, you know, Tyler has served for a managing editor for a long time, but ever since he's moved to the Celebrity News Roundup <laughs> correspondent, that's been his full-time job. Yeah. Like, yeah. That has been about a month and a half solid of work. He just gets the new issue in the mail with everyone else and just loves it. <laughs> he's just so impressed with the work that the team's doing. Speaking of which, the new issue just came out. We don't yeah. really talk about that. I, uh, hey, next, week. next week we'll do, uh, the editorial team will talk about the new issue, but uh, it's a fun one. I'm excited about it. It's, it's, it's kind of in line with the Emmys. It, our fall TV preview is in it. We talk about the kind of the old golden era of television. And Nick Offerman, i.e. Ron Swanson, is on the cover. One of my favorites. Yeah. Love that guy. It's probably, I, I say this a lot, so I should probably just not add this to every time we, a new issue comes out. But this one is my favorite. <laughs> well, It's the it, best we've ever done. 
It, I'm honestly, content wise, it runs the gamut. You don't like TV? We got great music coverage. You don't like you don't like having fun. Uh, we have like substantive <laughs> spiritual content. We have great social justice content. It really. If you don't like this podcast, we have stuff about Radio Lab. There's yeah. just <laughs> Radio <laughs> Lab's in there. That's right. Jesse interviewed Radio Lab. That was my favorite interview ever, by the way. How could it not be? How cool is it to? Well, I know you're talking about it next week, but is it cool talking to those guys? Dude, I, I was sort of psyched out uh, because not only I, I try to be as like because as a lot of people on staff do a lot of interviews, you, you, you try to obviously be professional, but also kind of be cool about the whole thing. But I've listened to so much Radio Lab and listened to them interview so many people on the show that that was sort of weirding me out. Like listening to people that do a lot of interviews professionally, you always get weirded out a little because you know that they're very good at what they do. Right. But those guys, uh, uh, Jad Emrod and Robert Krolwich, are are so smart and yeah. so articulate and so thoughtful that really it was one of the easiest interviews I've ever done because you just ask them a question and let them go. And it turned more into a conversation than an interview, which was really fun because everything, their knowledge of scripture and of spirituality and the intersections of faith huh. and science were much deeper than, than mine, which was really interesting to hear. Did they talk in short little sentences and then it repeats and then there's a sound effect? There were a lot of little blips. Um, <laughs> they were mixing it live like Cameron does, um, but they had no. like 15 iPads going. Yeah. It was quite impressive. <laughs> really neat. That's cool. God. Sorry. <laughs> it's, really, yeah. it's like a kid in a candy store. Eddie, reach across the table. I, please. No, I'm just. Yeah. I feel like I'm. I'm pausing and waiting for it. I'm like, here comes again. I know. I like just see since I can see his hand moving towards. It, I'm just like, what's next? Oh yeah, you guys can see me. Yeah. yeah. It's funny if I can spring it on you. Anyway, well, yeah. Okay, so there's a lot going on. A lot of real stuff. But I think most of the listeners who heard last week's show were excited to tune in to hear. Joy asked Shauna anything she wants. And now Shauna's not here. And I have to think it's because she's trying to avoid the hard questioning. Yeah, I know. She's just not ready for it. So I have I have a whole journal full, a moleskin, if you will. What were you going to ask her? I want to know. I actually hadn't planned it all because I knew she was going to be on. <laughs> and that's usually how we put our show together. <laughs> and, there she, and there she is. And that's how we'll do our 10-year anniversary show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, oh it's, just, it's here. Yeah, it really snuck up on us. Yeah. <laughs> well, literally, it was... What it, is, what is ten? Is it like it's silver, right? Isn't that like or tin? Like T I N. I don't think it's ten. I don't know. Probably denim. Yeah. Chambray. We'll all wear matching denim. Okay, let's yeah. go out and look for outfits now. You ready, Eddie? <laughs> Why are you looking at that? Did you? Did I? I, I don't mean to. I, I don't want to talk about a lot of. Uh, uh, you know, be overly self-promoting, but sure. I put a lot of time into yeah. a video that I threw out into the world. Um, and, uh, you know, cross my fingers about, uh, short film Academy Award nominations and Sundance, but I made an ice bucket challenge video. You did. Uh, That's right. That had about a, it had, the, the budget for it was about seven and a half million dollars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so right after last week's show that right after we recorded it, Shauna dumped water on her head and then nominated all of us mm -hmm. and Jesse took it to another level. You, you, you did it. Yeah, but I went the easy route. I just had my kids pour water on me. Your adorable little girls had a, a maniacal laugh pouring water <laughs> in their head. Yeah, and they had asked, since they did it with their mom 24 hours earlier, all they were asking about is pouring water on me. And so, you know, you got to give the people what they want, and they right. want to pour water on their dad. And you were, you were laying beneath a slide, too, right? I did, because there's a quite a height differential 
Uh, and so I had <laughs> yeah. to really figure out how to let how to get them to do this, but it did look like waterboarding when I ended up <laughs> when I leaned it, back it, in the It was cup. disturbingly like your daughters were were subjecting you to Guantanamo Bay torture. I know, I know. but then uh, but it was really really it went right down my back. It was terrible. Uh, yeah. But so yeah yeah I did one and um, so did you, you do know. one? Yeah 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 I did. I was. Uh, at my friend's company, which has an office right next to this skate park that Tony Hawk used to always skate on, apparently. So I nominated Tony Hawk, but I still haven't heard back from him. And then, Jesse, you took it to another level. You actually literally had a dream sequence in yours. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, it was. I had a massive budget, uh, a crew of about six dozen people. Uh, I had a lot of special effects help. Did you have a, uh, a best boy grip? I, I had three best boy grips Good. because I didn't trust the first two that I hired off Craigslist. Wait, is that a real? Yeah. Is that a real thing? It best is boy best grip? boy grip. Yeah, yeah, look in the look in the credits of a of a film, a TV show, anything. What, best what boy is grip. the best boy grip? Well, here's do. what I did. I don't. I didn't know. Here's Wait, what. I, so what one I person to... on the cra- crew has the best boy grip. Uh, yes, I don't. I think you're a little too literal. Yeah, I don't yeah, think it's, it's an adjective. It's a title. Doug, he has the best boy grip, so he's gonna <laughs> help us hold the camera. <laughs> no, I don't okay. think it works Cameron, like that. Here, here's what I did. I I, I watched the credits of a, of a major of, of uh, Saving Private Ryan, right? Because I wanted to set the bar pretty high, yeah. like a big production, yeah. Spielberg, yeah. and 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 all the things that came down in the credits, I just put ads out on Craigslist for. Okay, right. And the first two best boy grips that showed up, I was not comfortable with. <laughs> okay, um, because I had no job description for them. Sure. I, like I said, I you know just kind of went grassroots. On my research with the credits from Saving Private Ryan, I was not comfortable, but I ended up paying them. So the the cat the crew ballooned <laughs> to an un- unwieldy size. Craft services, um, yeah, craft services. Uh, it was, was why just do they call the it craft Jones. services? I always hear it like craft the cheese company. It's it's I have no idea. Is it just that it's like the artist craft? No, oh. I think it actually actually is connected to the company craft, the cheese company. Oh. So yeah. now, are you sure? No. No one knows. Because I think you can get a degree at <laughs> no. film school and craft services. What? what? No, no, I'm no. Sure no. How to put out a nice cheese spread? I mean, what? all no, this I'll, is a I'll, table I'll, with snacks. It's catering. Yeah, it's it is catering. Then why would you have to go to film school for that? I don't. I don't. I don't know. It Again, just, it is just the term that refers to the department which provides food services and beverages to other departments or crafts. So it's oh, so it's always craft services, even if yeah. they're not serving any craft products. Yeah, it's I was always wrong craft. about that. So it's not with a K. Well, nobody knew. Nope, it's oh, with a C. C. Is it a C? Okay. The thing that also people, like you said that the budget was pretty high. You, it's not like no. you just pulled like uh, old clips off of torrent files. Like you actually <laughs> brought in Will and all of the old players and did a real throwback thing. So Jesse, describe your plot What? what yeah. for people who didn't see it. So so basically, I describe how Shauna kindly nominated me to mm-hmm. do the, and all of us, for the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. And I was going to, I made a donation as well, but I wanted to do, uh, uh, you know, I informed the, the viewing audience that I wasn't going to dump ice bucket, uh, a bucket of ice on my head because in the past... I have had lots of buckets of ice dumped on my head because I was a basketball coach and we won lots of games. Uh-huh. Went to a dream sequence of me coaching Bel Air Academy um, with Will and Carlton and the whole gang playing in a real nail biter. Um, uh, Will dominated that game, but I drew up a pretty phenomenal last second play that that won at the buzzer. Um, and yeah, I hired the cast of, of Fresh Prince. And uh, even though those look like uh, videos that were hastily 
ripped off of YouTube <laughs> with very poor quality. And it sounded like I had just self-edited the mm-hmm. 1980s uh, Chicago Bulls intro music. Um, no, I had a live composer do that. It those. didn't sound like that. Yeah, it's I had Hans Zimmer, who did the Dark Knight trilogy, actually compose that video. Amazing. Hey, the substantial personal financial cost. Who did run camera on it? Because I was wondering, is Sweet Dana just sitting there having to like <laughs> put up with this silliness? She 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 did a, 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 a portion of it, and then I had a buddy come over that owns a owns a camera that's better than my cell phone uh, to do the rest. It's a red. It's really <laughs> he did nice. the whole thing in four K. Did you hear from any of them? Because you challenged them. Yeah, I have been uh, curiously Texting. snubbed by them. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play a clip so people can hear some of what we're talking about. The epic production of Jesse Carey's ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Here it is. So Sean Nequest was kind enough to nominate me for the ALS. Yeah, you, Ice you, your best boy grip didn't run your audio, did he? No, the, that guy fell through too. Very shady character from Craigslist showed up. In my home, he hasn't left. It's actually a basketball small school called Bel Air Academy. We won a lot of games back then, and when you won as many basketball What was the shirt you were wearing? Especially close Montreal Expos. A lot of buckets of ice over your head. That's awesome. I don't really feel the need to relive that, but, you know, just thinking about it kind of brings me back. That shot right there, that fade, that was what most of So your audio mix... Yeah, your audio mix is right on point too, Jesse. Yeah, again, yeah. that was handled professionally, not hastily by me in the middle of the night, as I was enraged at my computer. So, so what for, we're for, for, two, for the 2009 version of iMovie crashing repeatedly. What's playing now is <laughs> clips of that show from from Fresh Breads of the game where Will scores every point, and and interspliced into it is Jesse dressed up as a coach, coaching up the game. I don't mean to point to continuity er errors, but that's actually from several different episodes. You'll notice that the color of the opposing team's uniform will change throughout. Oh, that's really true. Oh, that's great. And so... (laughs) But you're so distracted by the drama that those details don't even matter. No, yeah, it doesn't matter at all. Uh, And then skipping ahead, here's the setup to the big final play. Uh, Timeout. Jesse just called timeout. Gentlemen... We are down by one with two (laughs) seconds left on the clock. And listen to me, I know there are a lot of distractions out there tonight. I know this court isn't even close to regulation size. I know that every one of our points has been scored by one player, and that's pretty weird. But I have a plan, and I need you to listen to me. Will, it's coming to you. I need you to turn your back to the basket and just, trust me on this, blindly throw the ball over your shoulder with one hand. Great play. I get a good feeling. <laughs> Do it for your friends back in West Philadelphia. <laughs> Boys, it's go time. Let's do this! And then, of course, the clip is of a game where Will just tosses it behind his back and he makes it. And so Carlton's watching the, the slow-mo shot. Everybody's watching the slow-mo ball head toward the rim. It goes in. I want to thank Queen for licensing me that song. So, <laughs> yeah. here's what I expected to <laughs> happen next. suing me so far. Since you were shooting this, I expected that you would have had people with a Gatorade bucket dump water on you as the culmination. Yeah. That, was, nope. that was the original plan. <laughs> yeah, okay. Nope. Jesse, in a fit of 
celebration picks up a bucket of ice water and dumps it on his own head as the coach, which I thought was the best moment. Okay. Yeah, I originally I had planned to have people in basketball uniforms dunk a bucket of ice water on my head, but around 10 o'clock that night when I actually got around to doing this, I realized I hadn't contacted any basketball players and I don't own a Gatorade jug. Nice. So the bucket that was in my garage from washing a car a few weeks ago. Classic. Was what was used. Did you, in the back of your head, though, think maybe they'll see it and maybe they'll take the challenge? I did, because you know I challenged DC Talk. I wasn't joking. (laughs) I was pretty doubtful. Did you hear from DC Talk? Of course not. I never hear from DC Talk. Every single time I reach (laughs) out to them. There's something called a restraining order that apparently (laughs) restricts me from contacting them anymore. Yeah, and they blocked me on Twitter and stuff, but it's like no big deal because we're still best friends. Did they really block you on Twitter? (laughs) No. I mean, I don't know, but I don't... Now you're going to check, right? I'll know by the end of the show. (laughs) I just thought they stopped using Twitter and I wasn't seeing any of their updates, but I guess... <laughs> Guess things How does your wife feel about the fact that you have posters of DC Talk all in your room? She's learned to accept it, and she's resigned herself. And it just—it was it was them. It was them or us. Like she had to know from the <laughs> beginning. Like if we're going to continue forward in this, we're going to get married. You got to know that DC Talk's a big part of my life. That, that DC Talk is also part of this marriage. <laughs> <laughs> it's the five that, of us. It's the most important part of this marriage. <laughs> the most important. We had DC Talk playing as I walked down the aisle. I mean, she was already up there. I processed slowly <laughs> to the DC Talk songs. It was really pretty. <laughs> it was really nice. Yeah, you pretty much halted the ceremony to do a three-song walk-up to DC Talk. Right, where I then walked. Seven and a half minute, yeah. Where I then walked to the front, grabbed a guitar, and then did one more. I like I performed it for her as she and a went. Too thick version of Jesus free, and she went and sat down, and I just kind of took the stage for five or fifteen minutes. <laughs> every, every little boy's dream, <laughs> right? Every little boy's. No, uh, guys. Uh, before before we move on uh, uh, and do entertainment releases, I, I want to ask. Uh, you know, this is this is a new dynamic. We're, we're sitting there watching you guys. And uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to get context of where we are and what we're looking at. So for for those who are listening and can't see, you guys are uh, at your homes, and Shauna will be as well. Jesse, you're in front of some sort of. I where are you? It's just a big piece of plywood behind you. Yeah, I've uh, I've fallen on some rough times and are living in a homemade shack. Um, <laughs> Did you construct this room by yourself? Yeah, this is uh, it's the the structural integrity is very sketchy. This okay. is a load bearing piece of plywood. It looks like you're in a closet for real. Are you in a closet? Oh, I'm in fact you're in behind a a, in front of a closet. <laughs> the fact that you can reach back, so you are very close to that wall. I'm okay. extremely close. Oh, like okay. if I if I were to laugh uproariously, <laughs> you I could would knock yourself very well. Hit my head and destroy this okay. fine wooden closet door. So this I, is, well, here's the thing: it was either this or a white wall. I do. Hang on one sec. I, I have something on the floor. Well, you not could on the just floor. open the closet yeah. door and let us see what's in yeah. there. Don't yeah. say you have it on the floor. You have it on a table next to you. This was respectfully hanging on a table next to me that I considered hanging was uh, old glory. <laughs> God bless you. You're a real American. I like it. it. It was an option. I wanted to to pay homage to our to, to our own Tyler Clark, who, who's a big fan of uh, uh, Tyler the, Huckabee. Yeah, sorry, Tyler Huckabee. <laughs> Those nine years fly by, don't they, Cameron? <laughs> by the 10-year anniversary, I want you to be in front of a green screen, and then I want you to be able to switch <gasps> what's behind you. Oh, oh absolutely. No, no. Like I'll the, have an iPad world. app, and I can switch what's these. L- like the old junkie, uh, like the old junkie, like what was the Mac one where you could have, like you'd be on a roller coaster, or you're in the yes. water. That's what we need to have to be at the top, top of the charts. Love it. 
That's what we're missing on this show. Yeah, I, I like that. We need to go up there and set up a green screen studio for Jesse, for sure. Uh, and Joy, where are you? You. Well, thanks for asking, Cameron. Uh, <laughs> I'm in my uh, I'm in my uh, dining room. I guess you could call it's like five feet by five feet. But if but if, to paint the visual here, Eddie, mm-hmm. describe what we're looking at. Over Joy's left shoulder. Well, she's in front of a, ki- a drawing of a kitchen, which makes me assume that she has a, a full wall size. A terrible. Well, how big is it? Is it like a? Is it? Is it huge? Is this a mural? Yeah, it's big. It's like. Wow. Oh, I'm sick. Oh, oh okay. It's art. I'm okay. Sick. It's I'm a throw. piece of art. I can't. I couldn't tell that because it fills the screen. It looks like yeah. it's a wall mural. Now, why are there Y's and B's on it? Oh, the color. Oh, yeah. Um, because it's a half done painting that my friend did, and um, so I liked it. Because I felt like it was like the mind of the artist or whatever. So I convinced him to give it to me. And then I have it on the other side behind my computer is my actual kitchen. So it's a painting of a messy kitchen over here. And then it's an actual messy kitchen over there. It's very so meta. It's, it's really deep. So would the artist have just painted over the Y and the... Yeah, normally like, he would. He actually did a full on like fine art painting. But this was like his like, oh, I should do this, this color. And it should be this dimension and whatever. But... I liked it this way. I'm, I'm going to guess that Shauna, when she's on next week, will probably be in her kitchen. You think? She has to be. That's the brand. Right? That's, she's got to be. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think she oh. should be making food oh. yeah. while podcasting. Yeah. Like, See, well, she should have one of those overhead, overhead cams that she can switch off back and forth, like that shows the cutting board and the crock pot. Yeah, actually, we should have the overhead for your, and you should bring in a crock pot, Eddie. And just watch, just meatballs simmer in there for two or three hours. <laughs> actually, now that we hours. have video, what we could do is she could essentially have a cooking show. I could set up in my real kitchen and we could all practice what it is that she's telling us to make. It'd be great for listeners. Right. <laughs> and then she pulls her finished thing out of the oven and then ours is just. Mine looks like. <laughs> ours is just complete junk. Like, <laughs> look what we made, mom. We have the, we'll have the crock pot. It's going to be so great. It'll be empty by the end of the show because I mean, we get really hungry. We should bring in a crock pot. Right. But with the new microphones, I was told just on Twitter that you can hear me eating and That's stuff. True. So, well, like, you did have a Jolly Rancher in your mouth for half the show. I haven't had week, a Jolly right? Rancher since I was in seventh grade. It was a piece of candy. It, 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 it was, was a, a sour apple, wasn't it? There, that might it as well be the only flavor of Jolly Rancher. <laughs> right. And those, it's the one you dig for and you pull out the sour apple. Man, I don't like sour things. Eddie, here's the thing. Lemonade, man. You do, uh, an ice cold, yeah. refreshing glass of lemonade. Yeah, but that has sugar with it too, so really it cuts sweet. it a little bit. So you, you, so hey, 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 I got sour news for you. So do Jolly Ranchers. I don't know. It doesn't work for me. I don't know, man. I don't. I, I don't know that I fully. I really need to do some research on this and get uh, some outside counsel do you like on tart? this and have tart or just sour. Yeah, like bitter. You do, you like coffee, so you like bitter. You do like bitter. I don't know that I know the difference between tart and sour. I thought I they were really, interchangeable. I don't know. I mean, I have something not? something maybe is tart, like but a, not like quite sour. Yeah. Raspberries I don't like because I don't like seeds. Okay, you don't like <laughs> seeds either. Let's keep going. What else? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't like He uh, doesn't like apartheid? Mm-mm. I've never <laughs> even, the more I studied it, the worse it got. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. like that he feels too much. <laughs> <laughs> I weep. <laughs> crying alone in the shower. You're literally shifting. They can all see how <laughs> uncomfortable you are. Right. The way you're shifting right. around. I just figure if I shut down, we'll go on to entertainment releases. <laughs> all or right, something it's else. time for your entertainment <laughs> I don't releases. I like how every time I shower, I weep because I'm alone by myself, which is the darkest time. <laughs> wow. Coming out this week. <laughs> Music coming out on Tuesday. Also, seeds and raspberries. Kind of, they kind of get stuck in my teeth. Like it's all the either. same. It's crying. It's crying alone and seeds. Those are the two things that mostly it's bother me. Being with the darkness that is solitude. Also, raspberry seeds. 
God. It's dealing with the creepy, creeping darkness of eternal loneliness. But also, when they get right in your gums, I hate that. But those are my two things. Other than that, everything's fine. Everything yeah, else. That, I mean, smooth sailing. And I don't even know which one I like least. So you like cats? Yeah, cats are fine. You like cats? Yeah. Are we talking about the pet or the, the animal or the musical? Oh, clearly, clearly I was talking about the pet. The musical has been well documented. Yeah. People can just listen back to any old episode from now through the past year. Any episode in the past year, you'll get you a little bit of... Just pick a spot and just hit play. Do you have and you'll most likely be talking about cats. Do you have any cats on the uh, on your old little iPad there? I, I, I don't have any animal... I, Are I, you talking about musical or... I think either yeah. one would have been fine. So here's the thing. I, I downloaded... 300 sound effects last night. There has to be a meow in no, there No, there is, but I did not import 300 sound effects into the soundboard. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you can choose I like your top. Cats should always be a priority. Okay, cats I didn't... Cats I didn't the add, Musical. <laughs> I did right. not add any Cats the Musical sound clips to the soundboard. Well, there's next week. You're right. Wait, um, just refresh my memory. Like, what's the main famous song from Cats? Give me just a bar. Memories. I I'll, thought that was Barbara Streisand. I'm not gonna. I don't want to sing it. I feel uncomfortable right now. Well, <laughs> just, <laughs> give, me, give me the verbal line, and I bet out the tune will come to me. Yeah, you know it. What is it? No. Memories. All of the songs. Yeah, Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I can smile at the old days. Wait, but I thought Look it was how beautiful. Your face lights up. <laughs> I love so, it. Well, but it's kind of such a bummer song. It's like the saddest song to sing right now because it's just like. It's because of the impending darkness. It's what it is. That's the song I sing alone. <laughs> in the shower. That's it. That's why you're weeping. Just sitting in the corner, singing memories. In the shower, singing hey, cats. I, was, I, I know how to make lonely shower time better. Oh, hey, two oh, things. Oh, oh, oh. Don't sing cat songs. Okay. And don't eat a big handful of raspberries every time. <laughs> that's, before. that's the problem because I just got to get my water pick in there to get every single one of them out. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Do you guys use I don't use a water pick. Wait, water you? pick. Is that like what you get the dentist? You can't have that at home. Yes, you yeah, can. No, yeah, you absolutely can. You can get a water pick. They're really good for plaque removal. You can get any professional dental tool at Target. Yeah, if you've had serious dental work. I have work, not been able to find a dental blankie, and I love those things. The leather. Well, they're I, leather. I the didn't lead. say dental accessories. <laughs> I said dental tools. The dental. I see that as a tool. It keeps the x ray from going into yeah, my body. See, oh. see, I have a lot of radiation in my house, so I, I wear one pretty much all the time. <laughs> I love Don't that. Don't you feel so safe with those things? I love it, but it's just like uh, Temple Grandin. Remember when she's in the hug machine? No? Anybody no. seen Temple? Well. <laughs> oh, yes. Wait, see is Temple she the one that documentary? See Temp yeah, and then rewind to this moment and then really have a laugh. What's, what do we got for entertainment releases, Cameron? <laughs> Music coming out on Tuesday, September 2nd. Blonde Redhead is coming out with Barragan. I, I said it weird because there's a, a, a thing over the A. It, squiggly is what that's it's called. It's not a squiggly. It's a, it's like a, just an uptick over the yeah. last A, Barragan. Like Janelle Monet. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, the Kooks coming out with Listen. We saw them at uh, Lala. Yeah. Who's Janelle yeah. Monet? Are you serious? Yeah. You know she's Janelle she's Monet. from Portland, right? She's a fantastic Ooh. army singer. Really mm, great. I don't know that. Pop she's army. three foot four. She is legally a little person. She is. What is the legal limit? What else is coming? So out? We, yeah. I was and we a, had a little brush of apartheid. I was at a family <laughs> gathering. Have you all ever done this? I was at a family gathering on Saturday night, and it was like kind of extended family I hadn't seen in a while and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we're all sitting around. There's probably about 20 of us, and we're just talking in the living room, catching up and stuff. And like, I don't know, my sense of humor is to kind of poke and rib and, you know, whatever. Everybody's laughing. We're having a good time. And then my aunt, for some reason, is telling the story about how my cousin, when she was two, like the doctors, I think we're talking about kids and height because I have a, a cousin who's like super tall and how the, how she was going to, the doctor said she was going to be like five foot tall. 
And she's like not. She's normal height as an adult now. And I said, oh, five foot, that's, uh, you know, that's one inch above the legal line for midget. And I didn't realize that my aunt was five foot tall. And she looked at me and the room got dead silent. She looked at me like I said the most like rude thing ever, and which of course I did. And I didn't realize because she was sitting down that she was <laughs> on several short. levels. That's and I just was like, and I was just trying to like make light of midgets. I don't know why I did that. And it's like, I can't stop thinking about it. Like, I feel so bad. Is stuck... she a midget though? Or did she get in just over the line? She's five foot tall. She's nowhere near midget. Midget she line is like four, four or something. I was being stupid. Well, then what's her problem? That's what I'm saying. But I just killed the room. <laughs> I mean, it was like, I stuck my foot in my mouth. Everybody just stopped laughing, just stared at me for a second. And I just like, oh my God, I don't know how to get out of that. I don't even know why I said it. I'm sorry. You're not a midget. You're five foot tall. I'm sorry. You're like, anyway, so how about that apartheid? <laughs> anyway, anybody? <laughs> hey, Alyssa, everyone. You know, I'll get out of this. Who hates raspberry seeds in their gums? Yeah. Is that <laughs> not the worst? Look, how dumb is that ice bucket challenge, right? Everybody's doing it now. Who cares? Uh, the Vines are coming out with Wicked Nature. And uh, Zeus is coming out with Classic Zeus. Classic Zeus. Classic Zeus. Zeus. Uh, Movie releases coming out on Friday, September 5th. The Identical with Ashley Judd, Ray Liotta, and Seth Green. Nothing about them is identical. Ashley Judd. Ray Liotta. I didn't know he was still doing stuff. That is C-list. Seth Green, yeah. The Longest Week uh, (laughs) is coming out. Jason Bateman, Olivia Wilde. Longest Week. I think he's in a spelling bee in this one. Is that right? What? That was the last one he was in. Uh, and God Help the Girl, Emily Browning. Don't know who that Written is. by Stuart Murdoch of Bell and Sebastian. Yes. So it'll be playing in four theaters yeah, a bunch for of, a day and a half. Go to your indie theater. Quickly see it. Yes. <laughs> Immediately. You will never be able to find it. It will not go to Netflix. It's just going to vanish. They're, they're going to burn all copies. I don't not, know why, but they're just going to incinerate them. <laughs> It's going to be as if it never existed. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for your uh, celebrity news roundup from the red carpet, your update on our studio status, and your entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. You can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, got to push you down. Sooner or later, got to push you down. You're listening to Sugar in the Hilos. The song is God's Gonna Cut You Down. You went with the real upper there. Yeah. That's how we started our new Relevant Collection album was with this song. Yes. And it, um, puts you in, it just puts you in a great mood. Puts you in a mood to take a shower and eat some raspberries. That was actually the... I heard that that was the song that was playing when Mila was born. It was just... That was in your... It was in the birth mix. Here we go. <laughs> the birth mix? Yeah. Hold on. Is a birth mix a thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, I had a birth mix. Oh, yeah. yeah Absolutely. Totally. Yeah, yeah. In I fact, had one, both, too, but it didn't get used. Both nurses commented specifically to me and said the music that you had playing in the delivery room was fantastic. Yeah, they have like a little like docking station there, and they encourage you to bring in yeah. music. Yeah. Okay, wait, 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 hold on. I have a question. 
What kind of mood? What are you trying to do with the music? Are you trying to calm? calm? Yeah, calm. very calm and yeah, so I was it's a lot say, of Jesse, like Sue Your Rose. Handing your wife Jock Jams too is not having a birthing <laughs> album. Well, <laughs> my, you know, you See, know. Ironically, I, my birth mix was uh, "We Are the Champions" in the '80s Chicago Bulls intro music <laughs> on loop. Right. I wanted him to feel like a champion coming into this world. See, that's yeah. what I was. Okay, so you're not playing music for the child to like start them off on the right foot and create a positive no, no. vibe. Not really. I'm to, sure I mean, some people, kind of are. Some people think they are, but kid, they don't know what's going on. So, so it really <laughs> they is. Just went from swimming underwater to being in the world, <laughs> and they are freaking out. Bright lights. It's right. everything's terrible for them. So it really is just you're playing music to soothe your wife. Yeah. To yeah. Keep much. everything mellow. Yeah. yeah. Keep it all mellow. Relax. I will so say a lot of Yanni, yeah. a lot of Enya, live at the Acropolis. Right. Uh, John Tesh. John Tesh live at John Red Tesh Rocks. from Red Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> the first half before he gets all hyped and in the rain. Yeah. yeah. But as soon as as Lucy was born, we hit the Tour de France album, which was just a real upper. <laughs> yeah. What, what is that? It's another John Tesh album. Okay. Yeah, Cameron, you should listen to the interview with John Tesh because he talked about that album. I did the interview with John Tesh. <laughs> I, I'm saying you should re-listen it was, to it because the, he talked about his how he got his start doing the cycling thing. Yeah, it's a, right. it's the highlight of my Twitter life was actually that John Tesh responded to a tweet one time, and I thought, well, that's it. I'm done. There's like, nowhere to go from That's here. all I ever needed on Twitter. That was great. <laughs> yep. Uh, at the beginning of the uh, podcast, you heard Finesh Soler with Last Forever, and I totally butchered how you pronounced that. So. No, I think that's pretty close. Pretty pretty good? Yeah. There, was, go with there was no uptick umlauts and stuff. So. Be careful. Someone might make a parody with Twitter account of yeah. a slight mispronunciation. All of a sudden, everybody's <laughs> tweeting Finnish Solar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? This is this is pretty big news for for children of the '80s and '90s, uh, which I'm assuming comprises somewhat comprises a, a substantial portion of our listening audience. The the TGIF favorite Full House is making a comeback. Wait, yeah. what is this confirmed? This is well, I should say this: it's likely making a comeback. What? It's been in the works for a long time, uh, but Variety and TV Guide are reporting that John Stamos who plays Uncle Jesse on the show. He's actually uh, owns part of the the franchise. I guess, I don't know, it was part of his agreement back in the day. Um, he is bringing back the show, but it's not just like, uh, you know, Full House, The Next Generation. It's going to have a lot of the original cast. Right now, uh, Bob Saget, Dave Coulier, Candace Cameron Burr, Jody Sweeten, and uh, the the actress who played Kimmy Gibbler have all signed on. Oh, she was free. Be- but you can't do without the Olsen twins. <laughs> They're not. They don't want it. They don't want any part of it. Well, of what? course they don't. But why? How's it going to work? What's the? I think they pretty much retired from acting to to do their like clothing line. Their or Walmart whatever. clothing line. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're Walmart. <laughs> but here's they're the- moguls. They're they're fashion moguls. They don't need any part of this. But apparently, the other actors are all in. Wow. What? A, okay, so Boy Meets World, they're doing Girl Meets World, and it's yeah. he's the dad now, and it's his daughter. What's the premise? What could you possibly do with grown-up Full House people? Or what are they could all you still living together without the twins? Are, are they still living together in a Full well, House? Well, here's the thing That's I was thinking weird. about earlier. The original premise is a little weird, right? <laughs> dead mom, brothers moved in to help raise the girls. What's weird about that? Well, what was the relationship with Joey? Joey was a childhood friend. Yeah. So, so it's just three dudes in a row house in San Francisco raising some some young girls. Yep, that's it's it. Just a, it. I'm not saying it's it's just an odd premise for a show. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think the success of the show was predicated on the premise. I know, but everything in those '80s '90s shows they got away with like nobody's going to question the premise. It's like uh, what was the one where the like it was the, more look who's for like talking a moral or, life lesson. 
Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I think the premise is really secondary to the magic chemistry yeah. that that was on the show. Because here's the thing: Dave Coulier and Bob Saget are, are can be pretty filthy comedians, right? You yeah. know, like outside. filthy. But yeah, but the thing <laughs> is, they were pl- they were like you know looking watching the show now. With like in syndication, which evidently, according to TV Guide, the show crushes it in syndication. Like it's a huge hit. It's one of the biggest shows on Nick at Night or whatever or TV Land or wherever it plays. But looking at the show now, it's part of I think that the appeal is that you have these like legitimately hilarious but admittedly filthy comedians playing it straight in like a family comedy role. But when you watch it now, you can almost see them like winking nodding to each other that they know what they're doing is cheesy <laughs> right, you, you can tell 20 seconds before they hit action like they had just said the, the, most... the worst thing you've ever heard <laughs> right like, they're like the action offensive... and they're like it's a it's okay stephanie come on over it's have like, a yeah. seat let's learn a lesson Get together my lap. <laughs> like as an adult i can't I, those cheesy kind of moral of the story moments where the music starts playing at the very end of the show and they sit down with stephanie and they talk about what they learned this week through whatever yeah. happened you're right. I mean, they have. They had to have totally oh, yeah. been self-aware of like it's schmaltzy. But yeah, like, totally. when you're watching it as a kid, it was just really moving. It's yeah, just really yeah. sort of powerful kind of, moment. <laughs> you learn a lot. <laughs> learn a lot yeah. on that show. Yeah, you learn a lot of tough life after school lessons. Where else are you going to learn that stuff? It's true. So, you know, so we a, have no idea what the actual premise of of the. No, not, not that. That's still uh, yet to be determined. But uh, what I w- I was hoping that it would it would take that self-aware it would it would kind of be more self-aware because here's the thing the uh john stamos bob sag and dave coulier have reunited a couple times recently they did that yogurt commercial right that they were uh like sort of self-effacing and making fun of their old roles and then they were on fallon not that long ago where they were kind of replaying their full house characters but in a way that was you know self-deprecating and 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 self-aware so i'm hoping it will I, I think you can't do a dark twist on Full House. It, it, it has to be like family friendly. But I think it, it will be more self aware than it was back in the TGIF days. Question. And I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about it. Well, I was just say I think it'll be really interesting if they literally reenacted like word for word, line for line script from like the old show without. <laughs> Uh, the little girl and just saw kind of how it played out. But they were they were completely like in 2014. I just think that would be interesting. I, right. Do we know what channel or network is attached to this? I want to say it's ABC. Okay, because was it because you saying yeah, it was on ABC. Huh. But you saying or this is a network show versus like this is on going to be a on TV land. Right. R- sets two different expectations that this might actually not be terrible. Because yeah. if it was like. Uh, the TV Guide channel doing this. It's always going to be... I wonder if they're going to do, like, they live together or are they going to do it, like, Modern Family-ish where it's, like, different lives and then they all kind of intertwine, like, very seamlessly and they all come together at some point at the end. Or even if they would do it in, like, the mockumentary format, like Modern Family or, like, Parks and Rec or The Office. Right. Yeah. But I feel like good or bad, it's going to do well just because it's right at the point of nostalgia for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, but I think... If they try to go, if they try to make this real and they go single cam with it and they try to make it like good, it's going to ruin it. Right. They have to go three camera, studio audience, similar feel of the original show if they want to tap the nostalgia nerve. But, but, but you, you draw, you run the risk of going, of becoming like a cheesy CBS sitcom of like two and a half men or something. A cheesy, incredibly successful CBS sitcom. 
Yeah. They, America likes it, man. They are bafflingly successful. They're going to have Timbaland redo the opening song, so it'll be like the same <laughs> thing, but it'll be real edgy. Everywhere you wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Oh, or just you do it. That was really good, that. Joy. <laughs> Joy, is there something we don't me, know? Have you been hired see. to do the new Full House theme? You're the songbird of a generation, Joy. <laughs> yeah, so so it, we're, we're, quick question. If you guys got have one TGIF show be remade in the current context, what would it be? Wait, does it have to be TGIF or just any... I mean, but we'll say anything from that era because there's only a handful. Step by step, and you know, there's only hang on, Mister Cooper is what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Mark that. Curry. Is he still alive? I no, he, he, he was. He no, he he died uh, the same year Sonny Bono died of a skiing accident. What? It's freaky. What? Yeah, Mark Curry mm-hmm. died of a skiing, skiing accident? accident the month that Sonny Bono did. You're I, kidding I don't me. think that's true. It's not true at all. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm that pretty is sure him. he's still alive. I think he, I actually do think he was injured in a fire a few years ago. But. Oh my. I thought there was like some, Richard Pryor. There was some injury to him. Uh, he's the one who set both Michael Jackson and Richard Pryor's hair on fire. Now that is true. You guys are taking me through a roller coaster of emotions right now, and I don't know what to believe. <laughs> we don't know anything ever. So if you just want to have that context for future okay. stuff we say. Okay, wait. So let's list all the TGIF. Boy Meets World, Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Full House. What else was there? Step by Step. Step by Step was good. What was the Patrick one Duncan. where the mom had uh, the glass eye, Sandy Duncan? Oh, that was way earlier, but yeah, I know that one. Uh, the Wait, Hogan's. Was that part of the, the show, Hogan's. or was that just like Dude, an ancillary? No, 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 no. <laughs> like, the real actress had a glass eye, and it freaked me out as a kid because you couldn't tell because it moved with the other, other eye, and you and couldn't tell. She was tell. killed in a skiing accident. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So Sandy Duncan, The Hogan's. I really, I think my, well, this is too early. My time. Family Ties was my favorite show. I loved that show. Oh, I like it's that It's too show. early, though. So that was, not TGIF. Oh, there was Saved by the Bell, the new class or something. Oh. T- I don't, the I don't know if that was t- Saved by the Bell has just gotten too gross and weird in Stop the years it. afterwards. Stop it. No, 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 no. Like, all the news stories oh, and, like, Screech yeah. wrote a thing, and it's just all, like, they're all messed up. They wrecked it. Like, I like Full House because those guys seem to have been friends, like, afterwards. Obviously, they've done all, like, yeah. the public appearances, and they were cool with... Like the kids that were on it have like been somewhat normal as they grew up, and they've all been like I. I think I. I, I think I like uh, Stephanie went through a rough time. Did she? she? Yeah. Want to go into Drugs. it? But she went through a rough time. Yeah, big yeah. time. How she was you, an addict. Do you know it personally? Yeah, she wrote me an Ask Joy question, and then we just became friends from there. <laughs> I'm going to start sending an Ask Joy question. <laughs> we need to send an Ask Joy <laughs> question. Just plaster you. By the way, listeners, questions. if you don't know, if you haven't done your research about Joy Egrich's actual career and platform. <laughs> She, this is it. Love and Respect Now, <laughs> she does over the, at the uh, loveandrespectnow.com. You should check it out. Here's a little twist, a little thing that I've learned about Joy that I didn't know. Oh, uh, every, every Monday morning, she posts a video blog while she's eating breakfast. <laughs> Have you watched any of these? Yeah. No, it's crazy. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> insane. <laughs> it's like I can't look away. Yeah. I don't know why I'm watching it, but I can't look away. Yeah. You're not the first to say that. <laughs> So, Joy, how how much prep goes into those? Like, is it literally just you're deciding at the moment what to eat and what to talk about? Yeah, there's no it, uh, breakfast was not ever the intent. A lot of them, I'm just out and about walking around. Um, but it just so happens that I feel like I get I get paranoid when my neighbors see me talking to my phone. 
So it ends up that I just, I'm like, well, I got to make coffee and eat breakfast anyways. I might as well push record. You're like Walt Jr. Important (laughs) conversations have to happen over breakfast. Big breakfast, (laughs) bacon, eggs, waffles. I just really get excited about food. And so I don't know if that <laughs> translates through the iPhone or what. But for the, for those unequated, Joy, what are, what are your what do you talk about? What, what, what are you discussing? Is it like a video diary? Is it Jesse, like the end you've of, watched everyone? Is it like the end of right? I, I said for those unacquainted. <laughs> um, no, it literally was just random. It was like, oh, I'll just tell people what's coming up on my website this week. And then like that becomes like 1.7% of the video and the rest is me rambling about like my breakfast or the dog I see walking by me or whatever is in my peripheral. See, Jesse, she saw the show iCarly and saw, oh, video blog. Oh, I could do video <laughs> as a vlog, a vlog, a vlog so to yeah. speak, every if Monday If you're morning. a Scrabble player, yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is a reference to... So if, if people want to find it, then go over to YouTube and type in Joy Egerich and... Uh, I apologize in advance. They're all there. And I, I think it's awesome because... You're right. You just like, oh, it's 8.30. Whatever I'm doing, I got to stop and do this video. And usually you're mid-bite when it starts. <laughs> and right. we're just some on the breakfast. This week was like, I cannot handle watching people chew. But for some reason, I can't look away. <laughs> I, yeah, that's... I was like, thank you. That's what I've worked towards. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Your website cracks me up. Just the constant reference to unicorns and how you can like hover and a unicorn will appear. It's like the yeah. craziest thing in the world. I love it. What is your obsession with unicorns? Uh, nothing other than when I had a lot of theories about relationships and stuff, and I was always talking my dad's <laughs> ear off. He was like, you know what? You don't really know what you're trying to say unless you can write it or speak it, and nobody's asking you to come speak, so start writing. And then I just found like the most jankety blog online, and you had to add a photo up top. And at the time, <laughs> my friend Lindsay and I had watched some like indie film where this woman thought she saw this imaginary unicorn named Dazlius. And so I was like, mm. I'll put up a picture of a unicorn. And then it kind of just stuck. <laughs> Dazlius. 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 What movie yeah. was this? I want to say it was like called Snowflake or something. It, it was like darker, but the woman <laughs> definitely thought she saw an imaginary unicorn. It was the last Ashley Judd Ray Liotta project. Yeah, it was. The actually. flight of Dazzly. <laughs> it was the Ashley John Ray Liotta. Can we, can we just take a moment to praise <laughs> Ray Liotta for his work in Karina Karina? I loved that film. Sorry. Anybody? Man. I don't I don't think I saw it. <gasps> Whoopi Goldberg. She was like Heard of her. Whoopi Goldberg. Like the nineteen fifties like housemaid and then they fell in love, which was really like controversial for that time. Nobody? Nope. So good. Okay. All right. <laughs> Love you, that one out. All right. What do you have for slices, Eddie? I loved that. Uh, well, there's been a lot of talk lately about uh, wearable technology, and that seems like right. It's a. Th- I don't know if it's going to happen. I I actually don't buy it. I I have an initial pushback. It to exists. It. I know, but, but you don't buy it. No, no. But it doesn't exist Literally. in like like right. <laughs> but it's not like like the watches. Like Samsung made a watch. You just haven't made the purchase yet. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, right. But like Apple hasn't really like sanctioned it. So I feel like when the iWatch comes out, it'll be a thing. But at this point, it's been sort of a joke, right? It's, it's like, kind of this like is coming Android, from an Android user. Yeah, the Android version of hey, good, good technology. Hey, I'll be the first to say it was the dumbest phone I've ever bought. And as soon as the six comes out, I'm buying it. I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> My phone just 
doesn't even. I'm sure you all have texted me at some point ever. Maybe that's what I tell. My, that's why I tell myself when I get no texts ever. It's just like, yeah, it must be my just phone. Oh, stupid Android. Oh, weird. I'm so alone I, I, in this another world. lonely night. I'm just gonna go take a shower. <laughs> have a, my stupid phones on the raspberries. No one, <laughs> right? No one's texting me. But this, hey, this do darn you Google. Do you shower with your phone? Maybe that's the problem. I do. Yeah. Okay. No, of course. It's in a baggie. <laughs> it's in a baggie. Again, I don't like being alone. What's wrong with that? Right. <laughs> just checking Twitter all shower long. Right. <laughs> right. Just checking it. Oh, no more followers. Nope. No more followers. Nope. Still same number as yesterday. <laughs> oh, I'm alone. Oh, What's DC talk up to? I don't know. Yeah, weird. Blocked still me. blocked. Still blocked. No, they're, they're, yeah, they're off Twitter. Weird. You're my best friend, Toby. Um, so, uh, where will I have left? <laughs> So the idea You're the best part of my marriage, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, so uh, so of all the wearable technology, obviously I feel like it's ramping up. I have a strong aversion to it, but I also am curmudgeonly about all technology like that. Like when the iPhone first came out or as any smartphone, I'm like, oh, I would never have email in my pocket. How like that's the worst thing I could ever imagine. And then well, when well, where does that come from? Why why do you have an aversion to new technology? It's not new technology. It's new technology that that you don't have that you, you don't want to buy. <laughs> no, that promotes connectedness. You know, yeah. like I get stoked about like new music formats or things like that. But like uh, you're big, you're big into like, new, new music formats. You mean like, well, but like trap? I, no, but like I remember when like ska was like a big thing. <laughs> no, but like when the mini disc came out, you know, oh. like in the 80s, I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. You can like, you know, and when all <laughs> who cares? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> forget it. So you, you like tech that brings people together. No, what, I no, don't. You don't like tech. I do not. like connectedness. You like solitude. Right. I, well, I like to have the option. So, like, I liked it when my computer was at home, and you could check email. Like Seinfeld. Right. Uh, I don't know the reference. Go for it. No, that they lived in an era pre-cell oh, oh, phone. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They Where left messages on answering machines, and they right. had to meet up with people at a specific time. Right, that's how you can tell the generation, because they're like, yeah, I check my email, like, once a day. I'm like, right. check your email. It's just... It's just there. There, you just get an email. It's like right. You just always get email. Anyhow, what's your what's your aversion to that? I think I want to have the choice. I feel like to connect. You do. You do have the choice, though. But that's why wearable. Right. But I having a phone. I've realized. Okay, I can not check it. I know how to put up the boundary with that. But at first, I thought, oh, this thing's just going to be this ubiquitous part of my life. But like with the wearable technology, the idea of having a watch. That I'm always wearing, though I forgot my watch now, but the watch that I'm typically always wearing, to see it ding, that I have an email or a text yeah. or something, I feel like it's just, like, I, I can't, I don't know, there's something that just feels like I'm having a harder and harder time pulling back from that connectedness, and I don't know why I want to do that. I don't well, know. and it's like, yes, you do have to, you have the option whether you want to be connected or not. But when you live in a culture where it's like, then it, it becomes expected that, right. well, why wouldn't you text me back? I know you have a phone. Or why wouldn't you check your email when you're out at 8 o'clock at night? I right. know you have a phone. That's right. where I think my aversion to it is. But I think it's just, yeah, and it's like a slippery slope. It used to never be that we'd ever have a phone outside of our home. If you wanted to call someone, you'd call and leave a message on their home answer, or you'd not get them, and it would just ring and ring, and you'd not get them. Then you have an answering machine. Then you have a cell phone, and it's just like, it, it's this slow progression towards you never actually... Until it becoming a weird part of your body, like a Terminator eye Yeah, so the wearable thing is weird to me, that like I'll have a t-shirt that buzzes if I get <laughs> an email or something. Well, but have, that, you, have you seen the Ralph Lauren thing? That's the, that's the slice. Oh. That's what it is. So Ralph Lauren, 
Is Ralph Lauren or Ralph Lauren? Tyler messed with your head. Yeah, where, where, yeah. can we get Tyler back on? <laughs> yeah, Tyler said, what did he say? I think it's Ralph Lauren. He said Louis Vitton? Yeah. <laughs> Ralph Lauren. Lauren. Louis it is Ralph Lauren. I don't think it's Ralph Lauren. Depends on where you're from. I feel That's like, true. I feel like I want to be cultured. I'll go I Ralph. I say Ralph Lauren. Ralphie Lauren. Do you really? Ralph, Ralph Lauren. Joy, you say that? Ralph Lauren, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, you're pretty cool. So Ralph Lauren <laughs> has started. There's no little uptick on the E, though. There's no thing my to mind, emphasize. There There's nothing to emphasize that syllable. Ralph sent me an Ask Joy email, and he said, "This is how you pronounce my last name." So, right. just... but well, weirdly, I call him Ralphie. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> you know, listen. If anybody, if I'm going to listen to anybody about pronouncing, pronunciating last names, it's Joy Eggert. Right. So, yeah. How do you say that, Eddie? Eggertus. Whatever, however you pronounce it, um, Ralph Lauren has come out with a shirt, and the shirt is well, first of all a shirt I would never wear. It's a compression shirt, which is like one of those like uh, Spanx. Yeah, but it's like if you're really strong and you look good, like you wear that Under shirt. Armor. like Under Armour, yeah. like if you're protecting this house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Right. Oh, trust me, I'm very familiar. Continue. Are you usually in Under Armour, but you just toss on that nice shirt for the show? Oh yeah, I mean like a. Am I usually protecting this house? Yes. Yes. Is that <laughs> is that body a temple? Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, so, thank looking, you. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of Spanx as a top. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically Ralph Lauren Loren has come up with Spanx, but it's got a, like a computer in it. And so basically what it does is it'll track all kinds of stuff. It'll track um, your steps, how long you've been active, your breathing and your heart rate. And it's got this little tiny little looking little pager thing on the side of it. It records all of this stuff. And then if you have a Bluetooth enabled phone, I even then, even though mine has Bluetooth, I got to feel like it wouldn't work. But for the rest of you people, if you have a Bluetooth enabled non-Android device, apparently you can open it up and look at how you're doing right then. It's basically like how you're doing just physically. Right, but it measures all kinds of stuff. So it'll it's uh, going to be measuring like it'll take all of those factors and then it'll start to combine them together and say, well, obviously you're really stressed because like your heart rate is really up, but you're not like active. So like if your heart's racing but you're not running around, then there's something going on. I just feel like that's one big guilt trip. Like you yeah. just ate a what? bite of a donut. Yeah, no kidding. A Ralph Lauren shirt. Like yeah. I, I did it voluntarily. Which, which no I one know, forced a donut yeah. in my mouth. Which I no longer I know fit I into. Moved off the couch all day. I yeah. feel like you're gonna see like people like on a jog and then angrily like ripping their shirt off and throwing it on the ground and well, running away. Wouldn't it really be a person who's eating donuts that would want the Spanx shirt? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's really like tuck it all I'm in. Saying, you know we all have a donut from time to time. I don't need a t-shirt. Or like, let's say I just ran out and ran like three miles or something. I don't need a, a, a pat on my back literally from a t-shirt. <laughs> okay, Eddie, I usually have follow-up questions to most of your slices. And so uh, mine is, Great, I'm how out do of you material. wash this? Oh, uh, I think the computer comes off of it. And so it's just like sensors inside of it. I actually don't know. I'm just making that up. So anything that you could make up as a response would be just as good as what I made up. But Sandy but, Duncan really did have a glass eye. She did have it. That has been <laughs> confirmed. Uh, we had our researchers on that. Uh, so she did have a glass She's eye. She's also a mother who yeah. developed this shirt. So I think it's funny that where they're kind of... <laughs> 
<laughs> where they're debuting this, and I mean, they've already had models and people wearing it, but where it's going to be used is the U.S. Open. So anyhow, it'll be collecting all of this data, and Ralph Lauren is saying basically that the idea... The when you say it right there, it sounds correct. I just decided to commit and go yeah. with it. Joy it. When you second guess, it doesn't sound right. When you committed, it sounded good. Right. You just go for it. Yeah, when I used to have to do, uh, have get to do, uh, infant baptisms and dedications at Summit, you, very clearly there were some names that I didn't know, and you just say it with confidence and move forward. Just commit. Because if, if you, if the, the slightest hesitation, people know you just butchered that name. Right. Yeah. And they just, ta- they don't, they're not going to tap you on the shoulder. They're like, it's Kevin, not Kevin. Like, <laughs> dummy. Uh, so, uh, so they're saying they're going to come out. Which would be with- very weird if you <laughs> didn't approach the name Kevin with 100% confidence. But, so you're saying, Kevin Smythe? You're saying just no, be Smith. Gwen Stefani. Right. And just butcher the name, but don't act like you butchered the name. Colbert. Yeah. The right. Colbert repair. Yeah. <laughs> Wizard Khalif. <laughs> or whatever you said. <laughs> and the winner is the Colbert repair. Wiz Khalif. <laughs> well, but because otherwise you're John Travolta. Yeah, John right. Travolta, uh, he froze, uh, uh, he got the headlights in the eyes uh, midstream. Everybody knew it. It says. Yeah. <laughs> you're like the John Travolta of baby baptisms, Eddie. I've been told that. That's actually my Twitter bio. <laughs> John, that'd be weird and contextless. Um, so, anyway, I, so they're coming out with this. I think it's interesting. I the verdict. I'm very curmudgeonly. The other thing too is like this wearable technology is coming, and I'm like, oh, I'm never going to get an iWatch or whatever. I'll have everybody's going to have one. Every- but here's the thing: what am I going to do with my real watch? I'm a tech geek. I love all these things, mm-hmm. but like, I like my watch. Yeah, I'm but I think I that's I think yeah. that's what's going to happen though. But I had my Nike Fuel Band. I just put it on the other wrist. Oh yeah. And so I'm just wondering. You're if not going to wear two watches. That's that's the thing. Right. If it was oh, some sort be... of like eye device that you put on your wrist, I could wear it on the other hand. Right. Well, what, but if it's a watch, purpose? it's weird. Yeah. Do people just wear watches now for fashion or do you guys actually? I tell time with it. I look down and do it tells me. Do you really? Me you really do the... over your phone? I actually need it for the date. I, I never, ever. I like, I don't know the date right now. See, I'm, I took my phone Android for the date. Because the Android doesn't tell the date. <laughs> you know what, Joy? That was one too far. <laughs> That was one too far. I, Save I it look, for your breakfast. I look at my f- your breakfast chat. I uh, I but look at my phone far. for the date, the once oh, a day man. that I need to know what the date is, or I ask somebody what's today. Uh, but I always look at my watch for the time. Me too. It's a classic way of telling time. Yep, I agree. I, I look at the sun. <laughs> and you just Question put your arm up. How do you tell time? Three fifteen. <laughs> got to commit, Jesse. You can't. You can't bail. Yeah. Well, mo- it's when it's cloudy. It's I'm. I'm I have no idea. I'm late for everything, or really <laughs> r- embarrassingly early. Right. <laughs> Sorry, it's raining. I have no. How how does anyone know what time it is? <laughs> you still owe me an apology, Joy. I'm not over Later. it. She can weave it into her slice. I have to what have it? a right attitude in my heart before I ask for forgiveness. Listen, listen. It, it, an Android phone can tell the date. You just have to pay extra and download an app. Yeah, yeah that was you, have to install, you have to install the driver, yeah. and then you have to reboot yeah. it. That's right. And the, you get, the Sound Blaster card has to be up to date, Yeah, and then yeah. you have to upgrade your plan. <laughs> Guys, they're the worst. And you actually have to call 911 and then they'll tell you what the date is. All right, what do you have for slices, Joy? 911, what's your emergency? Oh, man. Okay, well, I know that we've discussed flying on the podcast a number of times. And did you guys know there's something called the Knee Defender? Yeah, I read that this is a great story. So, anyways, there's this thing called the Knee Defender. It was developed by a tall man um, who didn't like the fact that people could, you know, lean back in their chair and um, get comfortable. Right. 
And so it's these two little devices for $21.95 and you hook it onto your tray and somehow then it prevents the person in front of you from leaning back. No well, way. Apparently, what, what's so interesting to me is that I went onto the website of this gadget and it's uh, allegedly endorsed by like CNN, USA Today, like all these like legitimate companies, but you can't do that. Like that's like, you can't like stop something that someone has the right to do, you know, like only the airlines can decide how far back a seat can go. I think by endorse, I, they probably mean that we were mentioned in passing, you know, on these different channels I, or whatever. I thought that I thought that at first, Jesse. And then literally I looked, I, I dug deep with this one this morning, right. five minutes before we started recording. And I looked, there was literally a quote from USA Today uh, that says, um, it, it's by a person named Kitty Kitty Bean Yancey. And I was like, they're just making up the names of people at USA Today. This is all like not real. Nope. Then I Googled. There is actually someone named Kitty Bean Yancey at USA Today. Who is an endorser of the knee protector? Kitty Bean Yancey? It sounds like that kid reporter movie. She's she's an intrepid little reporter, Classic. and she, she always gets a scoop. The, the sidekick of Agent Cody Banks. Yeah, <laughs> like the <that> one, <laughs> Frankie Muniz. Um, so, how does it work, though? I mean, it, well, it connects to just, the table. You can watch a video of how it works, but the thing that just happened this week is that this guy, um, he brought his uh, fl- uh, knee defender with him, and um, the woman in front of him tried to lean back. She couldn't. Got upset threw a glass of water on him and they had to land the plane in Chicago. Well, well, what also the, the guy refused to take the knee defender off the seat yeah. after the flight attendant said, told him it was like illegal. You can't do that. Yeah. Which that's what I'm just like, I'm baffled by the fact that anybody actually thinks that they can do that. Like, mm-hmm. do you, is that striking any of you as like weird that you could actually do something on, in a public space to be like, no, I'm going to like take claim on my domain. Well, you, the, every, everyone knows what you do is you passive aggressively knee the seat as hard as you yeah, can in front of you. Exactly. Yeah. But like my knees touch the seat. So when someone tries to lean back, like, it's like, it's not like I can do anything about it. It's just pushing <laughs> against my knees. I mean, I can give them maybe an inch. But then it's like, man, I don't know what to tell you here. Like, and then it's just how strong is their back versus your knees? <laughs> right. Your well, kneecaps like, are what, shattered. What, what is stronger, the crush me or the the ability of your knees to withstand the crushing pre- crushing pressure? Right. And when they do that kind of like hit back thing, like boom, boom. <laughs> um, Hang on, it's, uh, my, my seat seems to be jammed. I wonder if it's someone's knees. Hold on, I'll check. <laughs> like, uh, uh, just <laughs> Wait, ordered me up another. Have you guys ever surgery. have you ever had an interaction with somebody on a, on a plane where you're like either fighting over? Uh, armrest or passively aggressive with them leaning back? I would be much too embarrassed. To I, do, I do don't lean like back because I hate when people lean back on me. Yeah, I never lean back, ever. I always lean back. All always. the way? Always. Okay, well, what if someone who was like six feet tall like tapped you on the shoulder? You le- you go full recline. You, you, you got full the recline. neck brace on. Yep. You're, you, the headphones are in. You're, you're in relaxed mode. Right. And, and if someone taps you on the shoulder. You got a chemo and, 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 and they're observably maybe, let's say, six two. And they say, sir, do you mind leading your seat up? You're crushing my legs. What, it, what would you do? It's never happened, number one. Okay. Yeah. And if somebody actually asked me politely, I would, I would be considerate, of course. Yeah. But here's yeah, the thing. Where it reclines is not an intrusion on the legs, I don't think. It's an intrusion on just the upper space. Laptop, I mean, I feel like they've done. Space. Yeah. 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 It's shoving your See, laptop too close. Cameron, your other option there is maybe what I would do is like this. Because my eyes are closed and the headphones in, I kind of look over at them like half eyes closed and go, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Music. I, 
<laughs> Nothing. <laughs> and it's good to pretend I, I'm asleep. <laughs> yeah, I've I, been uh, injured by like sleeping on the uh, tray. Like I leaned forward, and then someone does a quick lean back, and it like bashes my you. head in. It traps you. <laughs> yeah, you are, you are I in a V. Yell to let them know. That's yeah. why I always try to get the emergency row because you you never have that problem. You're not going to lean back anyway. Guys, and let me tell you how awesome first class is. Is it the best? I'm, I don't know. Yeah, it's just so <laughs> great. <laughs> I we haven't had any uh, sound effects in a couple minutes, by the way. It's oh, been yeah. uh, warm that baby back up. A little up. dry since... Here, here I'm going to set you up for a sound effect. Hey, guys, isn't it the worst when you're excited about getting the exit row and then find out you don't have an armrest? <laughs> nice. You know what I'm talking about? Like, if you're up against the window and there's just a void of armrest? Yeah, that's kind of true. You kind of like... You're yeah. like, like you can yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, use yeah. like the window, but you have to put your arm yeah, like but not all the really. way up in the air. Yeah, it's but it's so yeah. uncomfortable. You got to go with the arm fold for like two hours. But don't you yeah. like question yourself in the exit row? Like if you kind of think like they're like, oh. can I handle this responsibility? <laughs> and 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 am I going to really hold the door, or am I just going to get the heck Jump. out of this plane? It's like what are they going like, to do? You run. You're up there first. What are they going to do? Because I always wonder what's the responsibility just to get the door open. Or yeah. to get the door open and to shuttle people out. What is yeah, the Are you like, but by, by sitting there, are you like technically, you, you know, it's sort of like yeah. you can't lead the fleeing ship at that point. You're That's, like a flight attendant. Yeah. I, just, I, I feel like I always want to say back to the flight attendant, going to be like, if it comes to that point, like we've all wet our pants, it's your responsibility to figure out what we need to do right now. You, you know, do, like, you, are you, if, if you actually have the time to like open a door, <laughs> you're scared. You're not going to do it, right? Do you guys ever feel rude when they're when they're doing the spiel? Not not at the exit row because I feel like you kind of have to listen there, you know, because they're they're standing. But like the the flight attendant is doing the whole spiel about the safety and all that, and you know they're they're doing the hand motions with the buckles, and you're you're like clearly reading a book or a magazine or something, like not even close to paying attention. <laughs> do you do you feel like you kind of owe them? Like let me just put this down and humor them, even nope. though I've heard this yeah. a thousand times. No, or is it like? You know what? I I honestly could care less that you're standing there talking to me. I'm just. I, I always wonder. I think when I'm sitting in an exit row, I feel like when people walk by me, I feel like they know that I am kind of the hero on the plane. <laughs> like, like I just want you to know, I got put here, but, and I'm here for you. But, don't, but but you were just randomly assigned. It wasn't like when they were boarding, they were like, but right, I like to think the most macho guys here that you can were handle opening assigned, this door. You pay for it. Yeah, but I like to think that they don't know that and that when I walked in, the captain kind of he looked at you. me and he was deputized like... deputized you. Yeah, he like put his hand on my shoulder and he's like, son, I got a seat for you. And he puts yeah. me right there he in the walks, He walks you to it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he's like, so, I can trust you to be my... When they give you a pin with little wings on it, that's yeah. not what that means. I can trust <laughs> you to be my junior commander so, or whatever. So you're, think, you're envisioning exit rows that you're deputized. You are, you are initiated to be called upon if needed. You're basically in the... Right. You're, the, you're an air marshal. You're an air yeah. marshal. You're in the reserves. Why do we have to pay more for that? Shouldn't they be paying us? Shouldn't, we, shouldn't exit rows be a little cheaper than normal seats since we might have to work later? Hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> How about this? If you I have, have to, to work later, they'll deduct it. I, hear I have to price. bear the <laughs> responsibility of knowing that I got to be on alert. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I can't just be a passenger that can just willy-nilly do whatever I want. <laughs> but how alert do you have to be? Because like if the plane's going down, you're probably going to wake up and take your earbuds yeah. out and be like, well, here I go. It's time to save everybody. I think they should give all exit row passengers guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and at least a coupon for like $25 yeah. off your next flight. Thank yeah. you for your service. You know? Yeah. 
Right. I was going to say like a nice, uh, you know, drink, but then that's yeah, that the worst person. Yeah. That, now yeah. that's funny. Do they serve alcohol to the exit row people? Yeah. They Ooh. shouldn't. That's they right. really shouldn't. Yeah. Like, they if shouldn't, you really but... think about it, if everybody on the plane can be sloshy, but not the. Exit row people need to be on high alert. They are basically that, the air marshal. There should be some physical that's... aptitude test. That should be the question. It should be like, if the if in case of emergency, can you open the door? And then we right. have to verbally say yes. And then it's like, in Not case of emergency, that. if you're highly intoxicated, can you still open the door? Yeah. <laughs> How deep in it in the bag <laughs> can you be? And are you wearing a Ralph Lauren shirt? And we need to be able to monitor. <laughs> We're gonna your be heart monitoring rate. you. <laughs> yeah. The captain wants to see how your heart's doing. Your vitals. Yeah. Yep. Uh, how'd you enjoy your donut? Yeah. Everyone knows. Yeah. Everyone knows because we got the update from the shirt. We're going to move you back to 13C where you belong. <laughs> Listen, we weren't really expecting a donut eater up here. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> You're going to be in a sugar coma if this plane goes down. You're of no use to us. Are there, Give yeah. us our $25 where, where, back. Where, where, where's that guy that just leaned his seat back that's pretending like he's listening to music <laughs> with the neck buddy on? We'll bring him up here. <laughs> he, clearly, at the least, he has courage. <laughs> he leaned that seat all the way back. All right, well, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Dan Hasseltine. You're listening to the Griswolds. The song is 16 Years. Clark has an amazing voice. Grammy and Dove Award winning band Jars of Clay celebrates 20 years of music this year. And they're releasing a, a really unique album uh, titled 20. So what they did was um, they they asked their fans to, to vote on what songs should make this album. And then the band re-recorded them and reimagined them. So it's a lot of their favorites over their 20 years. I mean, they've sold millions of albums. They have a ton of songs out there and the fans voted and, and the album is so unique and so interesting. Dan also talks about a little bit of the controversy that he's uh, been part of in uh, recent months. And uh, it's a fascinating conversation. Our very own Tyler Huckabee spoke to him. Here is Jarza Clay's Dan Hasseltine. Most bands don't make it to 20 years. Either it stops being sustainable, like they just all get families and can't make it work anymore, or they start fighting like kids and they don't want to be around each other anymore. Do you have any read on why it's different for Jars? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think that we've we kind of went through a lot of those phases, and we just had good people in our world, you know, guys that would kind of say, all right, you really want to break up over a guitar part or you really, you know, just because it usually ends up being that there's something trivial underneath. And then when somebody plays a wrong note on a guitar, that's what they focus on. And then it ends up breaking the band up. And, uh, and I just think we've, we've put the time and energy into to trying to figure out, all right, you know, are we friends? Are we creative partners? Are we, you know, what are we, what are we as a band? 
And if we're going to be stuck together on a bus or traveling and making music together, you know, there's a certain level of vulnerability that has to come from that. Part of it's the way, and even as I talk, I, I realize it's probably also the way we write as a band, because we write collectively, all four of us in a room, um, versus one guy writing for a band. It it means that we have to be vulnerable with each other, because you you don't get to do that um, if one guy's writing songs um, and bringing them to the band, then no one else, everyone else is kind of off the hook at that point, and only one guy has to be vulnerable. And with us. We can't really get away with sitting in a room, you know, looking across the table at each other as we're writing, and and kind of just be brooding or, or holding on to things that we were angry about. You kind of have to get through all that in order to write a good song. Has it ever been hard? Because I think the reason a lot of bands like having one singular songwriter is because they do get to do whatever they want, and nobody else. You don't have to have those tough conversations of like, "Well, I don't like this, or I don't see it this way." Do you ever wish you had more of that freedom? Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I mean, I think that's that's the give and take of it. Is you know, some artists uh, or some bands they they like the idea of just not having to do all that other stuff and just sort of they like being out on the road and they like having fun. Um, but a lot of times I see it, you know. I, I think that can tear up bands in a lot of different ways. There's a lot of pitfalls to, you know, to having one songwriter in a group, and and it can work for a while. But I've never seen any of the bands that work that way have longevity. You know, it's typically, you know, they they switch members of the band, or or they just break up because. Because the one guy that's writing all the songs is making all the money, even though everybody else is out on the road, and they're all, you know, they're all having to deal with all the same crap out on the road, but only one guy is going home and realizing, oh, I'm actually, I own a house while everyone else is in an apartment. Oh, I have a new uh-huh. car while everyone else is driving the same old piece of crap they had before, you know. And it's just stuff like that that, you know, ultimately you don't want it to matter that much, but it does, and and I think that's just part of it is why would somebody put in the work. For years and years and years, to not be able to receive some of those benefits that only one person was. So, you know, we've always, from the very beginning, of everything gets split four ways evenly, no matter who writes the song with jars. And、uh, I think that's been part of what, you know, just on a very practical level, has kept us together. It seems too easy to call you savior. Not close enough to call you God. So as I sit and think of words I can mention to show my devotion, when you think about. In terms of Jars of Clay's legacy, where you guys sit, sort of within the last twenty years of Christian music, where do you see yourselves? Like, how do you feel like you've? What do you feel like you've been contributing to the story?、Uh, you know, that's yeah, it's a good question actually, and I think we've spent 
a lot of time thinking about that as we kind of consider, well, how, what are we going to do moving forward? And maybe even during when we were making the Inland record and just starting to make it kind of going, all right, looking at the musical landscape right now, like, are we, is it really worth making another record or do we have anything else to say? Is this, you know, is there space for us? And, and so it, it led us to, to kind of at least try to consider that question. And um, I think what we came away with is just that we've, We've always felt like jars, the space where we fit is in the 29 days. It's what we call it. Um, you know, there's that one day a month where everything seems to kind of be working, you know, where life, life is kind of how it should be. And God is sort of presenting himself in a way that lines up with our ideas. But then there's those 29 other days when, you know, when things aren't working out, when when we're always in tension and we don't quite get what God is doing and we don't really see what our place is and, you know, what humanity is really about and what our story is contributing to. And it and it's that space where kind of all the doubts and the frustration happens that we want to write about. I feel like it's where most of us live most of the time. And I think that if we stepped out or stopped making music, I think there would be a little bit of a space where no one's quite doing that the way we're doing that. And obviously some of that's just simply based on, you know, every person in the world has a different perspective. But I think we would always felt like, like that was where jars fit best, was when we were able to talk about doubts and frustrations and sort of the deeper issues of humanity. Afraid of your convictions, they said the land would change you. Steady your confession You course make no corrections When you are a stranger Hold your tongue and wager The love will set you free You have obviously in, in your long career and even, and even recently you, you've tried to express honest opinions and, and doubts and you've seen a lot of backlash from that and I don't need to get into specifics about like what happened on Twitter or whatever but I'm curious about how you've seen or if you've found a uh, a better way to express those things because we at Relevant try to talk about those things too and we see the same backlash of people. So what have you learned about that, about ways to express doubt in a, in a thoughtful way that encourages more conversation and not less? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess yeah, it's funny because I had a person um, recently respond to my you know, my questions and the way that I've kind of presented things online. And they basically said, well, you know, um, Satan was the first one to ask the question, do you really think God meant uh, whatever, you know? And, uh, and so they were somewhat, you know, likening me to Satan. So, <laughs> so, so I thought, well, all right, that might be extreme. We're off on the right foot. Yeah. That's all right. Good way to start a conversation. But, um, but I, I think that, I, I just, you know, I grew up in a church where where it was hard to ask good questions. And I, and I think it was because a lot of the folks that were in the church community where I lived, you make these agreements. You know, you kind of say the world works this way and God is this way. And when you sort of make those conclusions, then all of a sudden you stop being in the conversation. And you start just defending those positions. And, you know, we see it a lot around when we would travel with, with jars and do different tours. And we'd end up in certain places where 
you just recognize that people have have formed their answers already. And then it's scary when somebody comes up with an idea that might chip away at that answer. And so they're left with a couple different options. You know, you're left to either feel like you're an animal cornered and so you have to attack or you isolate yourself from people that would would offer anything that would be against or chip away at the idea the answer you've already created. And um and I think it's just a hard place. I think a lot of the church lives in that sort of fearful space. They basically think that God is this way and therefore, you know, when somebody comes and asks a question, every question is is an attack. And I and I and I just I have a hard time with that because because I really feel like God has, you know, given us this universe to try to understand and try to perceive and you know he's given us this task to love people but the idea of loving a person is such a a broad and difficult complex thing so you know i would think that god is not afraid of the questions we ask and you know certainly is not even afraid of the doubter saying god i don't know that i even believe you are who you are um i don't even know if you're real because i've you know in my experience i've seen God meet people in those questions. So, so when somebody, you know, attacks or presents something back to me or there's backlash, I don't ever look at that and and necessarily feel attacked. I tend to just go, "Okay, well this is this is the required response of a person who has yet to kind of feel like God is in the midst of their world and everything." You know, this is just a person who who needs to be freed of uh the burden of carrying the answer to the questions they've already come up with Do you uh, see Jars of Clay continue to be around to continue to figure out how that uh, how that will look in the church for the next decade, twenty years, whatever? Yeah, I mean, I think Jars will be around. I think we're you know our you know, we're getting older as a band, obviously, and you know we've always really believed that rock and roll is a young man's game. Uh, you know, <laughs> at least at least out on the road, you know, no one really loves seeing a bunch of old guys jumping around on a stage or you know trying to pretend like they're not in their 40s and 50s and 60s and you know you kind of go to those shows and go man they were look they still got it every time i go to a show where there's bands that have been around for 40 years i'm always kind of going oh wow they had to prove to me that they could still do it yeah and i don't know that that's always the best way to have to keep doing music so i imagine our <laughs> touring will will slow down even more but i think our creative side will continue I think we always love having that space to ask questions in our music and the things that we write and the other creative adventures that we take part in. So I think I think jars will will keep going. We take my world apart. It's world apart. That was Dan Hasseltine. 
If you want to hear the album 20, you can stream it at the drop at relevantmagazine.com. You're listening to ASTR or Aster? I think it's ASTR. Okay. I'll, I'll Don't caps. mispronounce that. The song is part of me. Hey, just be confident. Yell it. You're listening to Aster. Yeah. Song is part of me. You mispronounced that. <laughs> <laughs> it's ASTR, all caps. Um, Aster Loren. <laughs> you're listening to Aster Loren. Um, Heathen. <laughs> it's time for your feedback, uh, corrections and apologies, and this week's question of the week. Before we get into feedback, uh, uh, Chad alerted me that apparently we have a correction and apology this week. I don't know what it is. Chad, you tell me. You didn't download it. Kitten sounds, but you have Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again on your sound effect app. Thanks for uh, listening to the show. That's the jingle that Chad made uh, for it's corrections and apologies. It's been around for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Just edit edit me out for the rest of this show. I'm done. I'm out. Well, apparently, last week we mispronounced the band name Preston Phillips, uh, we being me. Uh, we said it like press on and when it should be pronounced press on. That, how, no. I, I can't tell. It's the same letter. No, no, no. I think press on versus preson. Pre- We're not really doing this as an apology, right? No. We're doing the best we can. This is somebody It's a correction. It's nitpicking. not an apology. It's a correction. I mean, back in my day, it was the birds and the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. It was it's the King's English. Now, all of a sudden, I got to be trilingual to understand all this. It's true. Boot nanny. Uh, okay, so it's time for uh, your feedback. Last week, we asked you if you could be any classic Disney character, who would you be and why? You guys went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Uh, you also hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and you posted on our Facebook page. Here's a few of our favorites. Joy, you're up. <laughs> I did mine offline, thanks. <laughs> Joy, what uh, Joy has, real quick for, a list, for the sake of listeners, Joy has a strange aversion to reading your feedback that we're trying to get to the bottom of. Or she reads it when we're just clearly not, it's not time. She just starts to launch it in. <laughs> Jesse, just count her in and give her a real clear start. Three, two, one, Joy, we're listening. Okay, here we go. Um, I'm just really excited about this one because she, I think, gave us a pronunciation of her name, which is spelled U-E-L-E, but it's pronounced Wele, and I, I appreciated that from you, <laughs> Wele. <laughs> That's all. Thanks, Joy. Uh, she wanted to be Scar from The Lion King. Oh. <laughs> did she say why? why? Why did she want to be Scar? Um, because she felt like he had one of the best musical numbers in the Disney film, but there was only that one song. And so she's like, I would totally take out the part about him being evil and eventually being killed. But, you know, I'd like to highlight the fact that he had a great song. A, a huge ship said, of course, probably Donald Duck. He floats. And while he's a bit arrogant, he needs more friends than he thinks. <laughs> Not, which I thought was great. It's good. I like that. A big ship, a huge ship. Sorry, big ship. <laughs> Is anyone familiar with Rescue Rescue Rangers or Rescue Rangers Down Under? Yes, yes. Well, uh, who is the character of Bernard? Oh, he was the um, he was an animal. Obviously, they all were, but I think he like kind of was like their scout, like would tell them where to go and stuff. Tim Rhodes says he would be Bernard because Bernard was (laughs) 
clumsy, insecure, unsure, but always managed to look somewhat successful because of all the talented people he surround himself with. Similarly, he his significant other is adventurous, inspiring, and way out of his league. Tim Rhodes uh, has very kind things to say about his friends and his spouse. It's tough to find. I mean, we're wading through right now. You know, a little a little behind the scenes through the Looking Glass going on. Uh, we we are live, just kind of like reading the feeds and stuff. And it's tough to find the actual answers because everybody's talking about Jessica's Jessica's Carrie, Jesse's Siamese sibling. It was great to meet her. <laughs> <laughs> only mm-hmm. how she feel being so close to that uh the closet being kind of locked behind that she didn't have a view you didn't give a view today yeah i mean the, the, the you guys can't see but i had this shirt specially tailored uh and the collar goes up pretty high in the back that i'm pretty much suffocating her yeah. is it this is her nap time yeah <laughs> she, she trust we me you don't want me to wake her up right now no 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 we heard from enough from her last week <laughs> We've heard enough of her for forever. <laughs> I, I will. I will tell you because I've tried to get you know better at being a professional podcaster. Uh, mm-hmm. It was everything in me not to do Je- Jessica Carey from the moment you said hello, hello. I was like in my head. I was like hello, hello. You know, like just waiting. <laughs> but I was like no, no. We got a rhythm. We're trying to do the show here. I'm not going to interrupt it already. But like, uh, <laughs> that's all I can think of. I about. think my question is: if she hasn't talked in a while and then she says something, do you like quickly turn around? <laughs> Does it scare you? Do I quickly turn around, or do I, or does it, I, do I quickly does it like, startle yes, you? <laughs> yeah, like if you smell cigarette smoke in the room, do you even question it anymore? Or you just know. You just like, reach yeah. around your back and just put it out. She's, Not now, Jessica. She's lit up a menthol and doing what Jessica does. <laughs> a menthol now one hundred. You're gonna lose that one snaggly tooth you got left. You keep that up, Jessica. <laughs> Jessica Gary being tell me what the, to do. The only remnant of his uh, Siamese twin uh, is a mouth I, and tooth. How on dark the, and twisted is this? On the back, back of his I, neck. I didn't think it was dark until I re-listened to the show, and then like halfway through the whole riff, and everybody's still goofing, and it was like woohoo. <laughs> We're going. Well, did you still. notice we like came up for air? Like we moved the ending along, and then during the ending, it came. It yeah, came back. It was put up it was the, the American second flag. Wave. It was the second. Yeah, give her something to look at, Jesse. I like the flag. Uh, we we actually got some uh, snail mail. Uh, we got a few things here. Uh, I don't know the card, or I can't find the card f- if there was one. But we got a package from an address in Downey, California. Uh, anyway, it's a DVD. It's from, for Jesse. It's for Jesse oh. specifically. Uh, it's fr- from an old Blockbuster uh, store. It's of the movie Is it Hammerhead. Karina, Karina? It's it's the movie Hammerhead. <laughs> half man, half shark. Total no terror is the name. <laughs> <laughs> it's from a defunct Blockbuster. When I opened up the case, the case is a Blockbuster video case. It says, "Be kind, rewind." Uh, so there you go. Uh, and we got an uh, we got a card here. Oh, that's nice. An actual card and says uh, happy birthday. It's a it's a cartoon beaver holding a Canadian flag. Happy birthday or as the Canadians say, open it up. Happy birthday. <laughs> and then uh, the notes from Allison, uh, Allison Lassiter. She uh, she says, "Hey guys, my childhood fear uh, was the wet paint segment on Sesame Street. Look it up; it still holds up as terrifying." P.S. I know it's not a podcast birthday, but this card was on hand when I heard Eddie make the suggestion to write in for the question of the week. <laughs> uh, I listen at work, and I work at a hall- and I work at Hallmark headquarters. No there way. are cards lying around all over this place. Also, I thought you guys might like the Canadian theme. Anyway, uh, it actually, ironically, came in on our podcast birthday, so it's a double. Oh, that's really sweet. She yeah. didn't even mean to, but there you go. We got a birthday card. That's awesome. 
And there's there's a couple other things. I love when people send stuff. Okay, well, that'll do it for last week's feedback. It's time for this week's... Editorial question of the week. Well, earlier in the show, Jesse brought a very compelling slice about Full House coming back. Um, and it got, it got us thinking, we want to know what TGIF era show would you like to see come back and what modern twist would you put on it? Hanging with Mr. Cooper, we know it's Jesse's. Mm-hmm. You're, you're talking all oh, family ties. I know, I'm starting. You went back a little deep. I'm hard, having a hard time I'm getting... pumped about Full House. I would have said Webster, but that is a little early, and I think he's dead. You think How everyone's dead? About this? I, I think you just assume people no, no, that no, were no. on TV a long time ago can no, no. no longer be alive. No, yeah. we've done this or before. Else, the else other they one. Weren't, are they not all it's The other short actor, oh, uh, Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman has passed away. I do not know if Emmanuel Lewis is alive. No, right. I think Emmanuel Lewis is alive because he was on one of those VH1 celebrity house shows like where he had to live with other celebrities. Emmanuel Lewis was on one of them. <laughs> you said the other is one. That, is that the guy who played... Um, Who's the guy that was like, did I do that? No, no, Urkel. <laughs> Urkel? Family matters, yeah. No, Urkel is a sports reporter now. Yeah, Jaleel White is his name, too. Yeah, Jaleel uh, White. He yes, literally Jaleel is a sports White. reporter. I follow him on Twitter. Yeah, see, I, I'm really into, I, obviously, if you see my ALS Ice Bucket Challenge video, you would have <laughs> noticed that I'm really into plots about basketball coaches. So hanging with Mr. Cooper, Cooper sort of the obvious choice. What about Fresh Prince? How could you update that? Because well, he wouldn't live at home anymore. Yeah, so I guess you can't. Maybe maybe they all live at his house now. What if he moved back to Philadelphia and then the ironic part was that he brought all of his family with him and it was they were in a really poor community in oh. Philadelphia. So now it's like oh. the rich in the poor area. So it's okay. The kind of king in the okay. Hold yeah. on. Emmanuel Lewis is alive and I just read the best fact about him. In Japan, he is known as a singer. He has released two singles and his debut single, City Connection, reached number two. In Japan. What? The guy that played Webster is alive, and apparently he's a rock star in Japan. This is breaking. So either people die in skiing accidents or they become pop stars in Asian countries. Yeah, can we actually redo my slice? I'd like to just <laughs> go back and talk about that. <laughs> Maybe that could be your beat. Maybe every week you should bring back, you could bring a, a Where Are They Now celebrity news segment from like 80s and 90s sitcom stars. I love that idea. Yeah, yes. we, can let that, we can let that celebrity know whether or not we approve of their life decision. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, maybe their life maybe their life just happened and it wasn't their choice that they ended up where they did, Jesse. I mean, maybe. Yeah. That'll be up for us we, to we just can still judge, judge indiscriminately. Okay, so so next week you will bring the Emmanuel Lewis Where's He Now update with full mm-hmm. multimedia experience. Yeah, and Chad, can we reach out to him and see if we can get him to do like an hour or two on the show with us? We did get Tesh on. It would be great to have Emmanuel on Lewis on. video or just audio? I would say 3D. Okay. That'd be a little too awkward on video. Well, I don't know if he's tall enough to make it onto the video <laughs> so camera. Probably won't have on him on, so we'll just <laughs> MacBook. move on. You just see the top of his head. <laughs> can um, can someone pull some screen, uh, strings and set up an interview with me of the Olsen twins asking them why they're not joining the, the cast? Ask them why they use uh, Chinese slave labor to make their Walmart clothes. There, I'll do that, and then segue into why are you not doing the new Full House? Okay. It'll set them up. They'll they'll be all warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> just send them this. Send them this segment. I'm sure they will be very. Can I very... just say I love all these ideas? <laughs> like, what can go wrong with any of this? Like none of these ideas are mildly offensive and maybe terrible. It's funny to actually watch you react to stuff, Jesse, because you, you kind of like you get uncomfortable when I didn't know you were uncomfortable. I yeah. thought you were just being quiet, yeah. but you just don't want to participate. I, I didn't know this either. Like I'm saying, things that do not make the show listeners. Chad mm-hmm. working very hard to protect 
everything that we've built here. <laughs> I say things that intentionally will not make the show, and and Jesse doesn't want to acknowledge them. And so, but I see you trying not to laugh on some of them, which makes me do it even more. So you just conscientiously. Here, I don't ever plan on running for any political office. Like that's not in my future. <laughs> but you never know. Well, but I mean, someday your kid's going to grow up and be like, oh, I'll listen to daddy's show. Oh. And you still don't want them to think, well, yeah. my dad's a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is all on record somewhere. Yeah, but by the time your kids are old enough to want to listen to the show, they know who you are. You see, they yeah, see you they, day they in, heard day it. Out. I, I think they already have a sense that maybe, you know. Something's not right. Yeah, mommy's awesome. <laughs> I mean, my, my full extended family knows who I really am saying, you know. Jo- see, jokes that Chad would have edited out, I said at a gathering and totally ruined the rooms. Chad, maybe you could follow me around. Just, and just in real nope, life. Nope, nope, nope. Just, real just life edit edits. you in real life. Yeah. Just put a 10 yes. second delay on you. Yeah. That would be. Walk around with some duct tape. A 10 just, second nope, delay nope, like the VMAs. That would be very yeah. helpful. Just to go back and undo what you did. A, a mini time machine shirt. <laughs> that wearable. That's wearable tech. Seriously, if I had a, like a little watch where I could just hit a button and it would rewind the room ten seconds, that yeah. would be. Or just that would play the sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just kidding, you guys. Like a real life shirt. Yeah, soundboard. it just says, "Oops, I did it." Again. <laughs> I, I love people of all heights. I made it all better, right, everyone? Yeah. Hey, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then the crowd just goes. Cameron, yeah, you can make that wearable tech. You can make that dream come true very easily. It sounds like they're chanting Eddie. What are they saying? Eddie, Eddie. You can hear Eddie and Jesse in there. Yeah, it would funny. work either way. That's why I loaded it. I up. like that sound effect. Went, was like, that a USA chant? I think it was an Eddie chant or a Jesse chant, or maybe it was a, a stadium where it was half and half. They were competing <laughs> because I think that's one one other way that you could just turn a room around at any point and just start chanting USA. Like if you say something <laughs> offensive and, and it's like a drop and it just gets quiet, just look around and go like this: USA, <laughs> USA. And everyone would be just so slow. like hyped up into a patriotic fervor. You. They'll forget the offensive thing you just an insult you just lobbed at a family member. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke about nobody in particular, oh, but I offended her because she was on the line. Yeah. Well, had you started chanting USA for de- today immediately, <laughs> that's after, all they would have remembered. All would have been forgotten. That's all they would have remembered. Yeah. Right. That guy was on. If, remember how awesome that patriotic chant was that the family spontaneously broken into? Right. What preceded that? I'm trying to think something. You know, I don't yeah. remember. I can't think about. You know who it. we I need to invite know. around more than once every nine years? Cameron. Yeah, were we talking about Carrie Strug? No, we were talking about America. <laughs> She's tiny. That's the joke. <laughs> so if you want to answer the question of the week of what 90s TGIF era sitcom would you like to see remade, uh, uh, tell us which one and what the modern twist would be, what the plot line would be. I still don't think I have clarity on what Full Houses is, but maybe you guys can help us sort that out. That's the one I'm most excited about. Yeah. You can post your comments on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You can tweet us at Relevant Podcast, and you can also post on our Facebook page. Hey, I just, I don't know if you can hear it or not, but you know how I was giving you a hard time for not having cat sounds on your <laughs> thing? Um, there is a cat that's like dying or in a fight outside my window. Did it? Can you hear that? No, we no. can't. We can't hear it. Are you going to help it, or are you just going to let nature run its course? <laughs> yeah. No, I want the cats here to die. There's too many stray feral cats. Natural selection. A lot of cats die. That's how God intended it. Feline leukemia. Yeah. Tough, tough part of life. Feline leukemia. We've talked about this. Yep. And then they scratch your leg, and that's it. And then, and then boxes, you have so. a weird relationship with them. <laughs> I want a cat. Then they all move in. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jesse, buy me a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Shot him, Jessica. How do you shower with her? Oh, is she drowned? Uh, well, he never showers alone. That's the nice thing. Yeah, I, at least I'm never alone with just just me, my sorrows, and raspberry seeds in my gums. <laughs> Does she like raspberries? No, no. Oh my god, oh, that was real. We heard it. Joy, you got to close your door there in Did your you house. Did you hear that? Yeah, we all heard it. Okay, I was wrong. It was a baby. What? You got a baby in There's your house? A baby out there? <laughs> it's a human no, baby. Hey, Joy. My apartment, I have my window open and someone just walked by with a baby and this oh. whole time I thought it was a cat. They probably heard me. It's funny. I thought we missed a whole part of your life. There's a cat dying or having... I know. Or- I, hope, I hope they heard that they thought I was talking about a cat and they didn't think that I wanted their baby to die. Well. Oh, boy. Just natural selection. Yeah. <laughs> Too many stray babies in this that town, was, I'll tell you. <laughs> this neighborhood is riddled with them. Yep. Hey, guys. Seriously. USA. USA. I'll get us out of this. Uh, Many thanks to Dan Hasseltine for talking to us. Uh, Make sure to check out their new album, Jars of Clay's new album uh, called 20, uh, which is out now. It's streaming at the drop at relevantmagazine.com if you want to be cheap, or you can find out more at (laughs) jarsofclay.com. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffel. I'm Chad Michael Snavely. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Joy Eggridge. For Tyler Huckabee, Shauna Nequist, and Jessica Carey. Thank you very much. (laughs) We'll see you next week. for listening to the relevant podcast you can follow us on twitter at relevant podcast check us out on facebook and get bonus material from this episode at the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. and don't forget to check out the magazine it's available on newsstands and at the itunes app store or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe I don't like how every time I shower, I weep because I'm alone by myself, which is the darkest time.